sky is it a bird maybe a plane no it's the war and beast podcast i'm greg i'm john i'm jordan and i'm kendall and this week we are reviewing episode 12 victory so yeah there was our nice little opening to to pull from this episode there was a lot of things that we were thinking about doing there so cool. <laughs> it took us a while to sit on something yeah <laughs> yeah it was a this was an episode that went all over the place a little bit, I think. But it was a good episode, so but we'll be getting into that. Lots of lots of good character development, interaction, and yeah. shifts of tone. Holy <laughs> crap. I should have read these uh trivia before there's a lot of trivia for this episode. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. There are and it's mostly and I'm just in the goofs. There are twenty one entries. Yeah. In the goofs, oh. yeah, I, I saw I saw that in the in really the, in the TF wiki. I'm like, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't I didn't notice any big goofs when I was watching. It. Yeah, me too. I might have been so enthralled. Yeah, yeah. You apparently didn't notice well, a lot, Candle, as we'll get to. Oh, oh, this is wait, <laughs> wait, is this? I'm looking at all of the goofs for the entire series. Never mind. Oh. I'm bad at this oh. game. Because I was like reading them all, and I was like, "That doesn't sound like," because because uh, the uh, listeners for uh, I couldn't get the IMDb page to load on my computer, and so I've been fighting with it while we were starting. Okay, that ex- that makes so much more sense because there's never there are never twenty one pieces of trivia, even if you include all of the actors. I was gonna say that would have been like one piece of trivia for every minute of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is oddly enough, someone like eighteen animation and technical errors from the wiki, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that the, some of these are like really, like you know, basically really someone, nitpicky. Yeah, are basically watching frame by frame and looking for when there's mistakes. Uh, Which I'm just guessing is just you know sometimes glitches that people kind of miss. Maybe they were watching to see if there was like any pictures that were inserted into a frame, sort of like with the Disney cartoons. <laughs> oh my god I mean, were those boobs well it is Transformers wasn't there a, what didn't Optimus have a penis in uh, the Transformers movie is that uh, a thing there, there was to me. Devastator <laughs> Devastator had a scrotum oh okay yeah, oh that okay one. that movie I thought you meant the 1986 <laughs> one I'm like no I was going to say I don't remember that 
I remember That's a lot fun. of things happening. It was really it was in the second movie. I saw the second movie. Yeah, um, yeah, he's climbing must, the pyramid. It must have not actually been like as obnoxious as people make it sound like. Okay, it was so, pretty. It was pretty obnoxious. I don't know. It was like big. It, the camera like focused right on these big swinging wrecking balls that ended up being uh, devastators. Yeah, you know, his junk. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, if your mind goes there, I guess. <laughs> they, they were right between his legs. Big swinging wrecking ball. Okay. I mean, I don't know okay. how else you. And we did know. literally have. <laughs> I think, I think both times made. that I saw that movie, um, I was so checked out by that point that it's they could. It do was anything. near the end, so I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's Michael Bay movie. It's a very so it's long surprising. movie. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very long movie. Because I was gonna watch. Yeah, the, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I do a Transformers podcast. I should watch these movies to be an expert. And so I watched the first two Michael Bay movies. <laughs> so you watched the Michael Bay movies. movies. <laughs> one, well, I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. You, you know, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's just like you know, when, when you want to get into comic books, you buy this week's issue of Batman and Spider-Man. It doesn't matter if it's a classic run or not. If you want to get it, you know, if you want to, you know, and then you go back and you read it, you know. Uh, okay, so, uh, okay, so apparently more. So uh, the first piece of trivia uh, on IMDb: more uh, connection between Beast Wars and Star Trek. For the first time in the series, which suggests that he does it later in the series, Dinobot quotes from William Shakespeare. Uh, yes. In this episode, yeah. he ta- he quotes Shakespeare's Hamlet when speaking of Tarantulas, which I was like, what? Uh, and he, what he says is, he says, alas, poor Tarantulas. I knew him, Cheetor. This is the leg that stalked so many victims that it should come yeah. to this. So yeah, I mean, his, his quoting of Shakespeare, yeah. his, his quoting of Shakespeare was on the drinking game that I found. So I, I believe it happens quite a bit. That's yeah. which, which is again, like that's a, I, I, if you know anything about Star Trek, like that's a huge recurring thing is that they yeah. constantly are referencing Shakespeare in Star Trek. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that if Dinobot watched Shakespeare, it would only be in its original Klingon. <laughs> original Klingon. That's true. That's it. That's a quote from Star Trek hear, Six, uh, I believe. It, you know, you've never yeah. truly seen Shakespeare until you've seen it in its original Klingon. Yeah. Um, I like okay. the I like the Elcor uh, production of Hamlet from uh, Mass Effect. Oh God. <laughs> Are you familiar with Mass Effect? All Kendall. What Mass Effect? Are you with Mass Effect? I yeah. am not familiar with it at all. I almost bought it. For the Wii U, when I was trying to like buy games for the Wii U, um, but uh, well, I that was only three, so I wouldn't recommend that. But um, it's a good series, and it's pretty, it's pretty um, sci-fi adventure. Mm-hmm. So you might enjoy it. But there's a there's a race called the Elcor that like they communicate with each, to each other with like smells and like small like body language, and so when they communicate to people, they can't like they don't know how to speak verbally and have emotion, so they'll say like. Um, regret, and then say a sentence. So they'll say the emotion that they're trying to convey mm. before they say it. Because and a lot of they someone, say is in monotone or, ver- or yeah, very specific. Yeah, it's all it's completely monotone. So mm. it's like sarcasm, regret, um, sympathy. They'll say shit like that before they talk. And someone decided in the universe that it'd be great to have an entire Elcor cast perform Hamlet. <laughs> and you never get to see it in the game, but you see like a preview of it on like an, on like a a screen on, in a citadel. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it would make sense. So they're basically just reading the like the stage directions. 
Well, they're also and, doing the actions and stuff. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, I, yeah just, no, no, no. I mean, like, uh, it wouldn't be very interesting to watch this three-hour play. I mean, they say that it's like, yeah, this it will be the greatest six hours play. of your life or some shit like that. It's hilarious. Well, man, Romeo, <laughs> Romeo, why, why for art thou, Romeo? <laughs> well, it was Hamlet, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, but if you don't get a chance, Mass Effect is an awesome series. Uh, I will firsthand say that I love the series. Uh, not so much three as I love two, but. There's a lot of you know controversy with three. Okay, well then I won't right. play three before I play the ones that yeah. are. I my philosophy with video no, but, games it, is unless really it's a... unless it's either universally loved by everyone or placed on Let's Place, I do not. I <laughs> I, I steer clear of of the games. I think you should play three when you when you get there, but you definitely should not start with three. Like and I, yeah. one will be kind of hard to play through because the gameplay isn't the best in one. They really perfected it in two and in three. Yes. I, it's my favorite gameplay, honestly, is 3, but it, the story isn't as good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2, it, Kendall, I think you would like the music in 2. Like the, the music in the whole me, series is freaking yeah. amazing. Music? Yeah. So you can't the play music in Mass Effect is really I don't like good. this game. I prefer to what? listen to podcasts while I play video games. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I don't know. Listen to the soundtrack at some point in your life. <laughs> Just get, the, get it on vinyl. I had a sci-fi D&D campaign where we just played Mass Effect music in the background, and it worked really well. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I'm going to have to try and track that down on vinyl. <laughs> I have a record player. Great. So when, when Waspinator argues with Tarantulas, he says, I'd like <laughs> to see you shit. try. <laughs> yeah. This was the first time Waspinator spoke of himself as I instead of his usable Waspinator. He would not do it again huh. until the series finale. Huh. Which uh, you know, who knows if that's actually true? But that's an interesting little factoid. Mm. He does usually use third person. Yeah, he, so. yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely he definitely does usually speak in the third person. Yeah. Okay. The remaining trivia uses has spoilers in it, but whatever. You guys should watch the show before you listen to us. <laughs> um, so Optimus Primal's fall to Earth was taken from King Kong, nineteen thirty three. I knew I recognized that from something. I was like, why does this seem familiar? Where, oh, okay, and, and this is, I think the phrasing on this is kind of funny. Where an ape falls to his final fate from a great height. <clears throat> Not where the where King Kong <laughs> falls from the Empire State Building. A ape. Just generic ape. Yeah. Just, just some ape. random ape. Like, yeah. like it's completely like, unrelated to the rest of the story. Just it's actually happen. a scene from <laughs> I've never seen the, the 1933 King Kong, but I assume it's exact. I, I assume it's a shot for shot the same as the as the Peter I, Jackson film. So I think uh, it's pretty similar. Yeah. So it's 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 just some random ape when they're on that island <laughs> that falls. Yeah, I, I I think they just wanted to make the ape fate great height kind of thing kind of. Right, <laughs> I know it's just the. Fu- I think the phrasing's funny. <laughs> I bet they thought it was too when they wrote it. Oh yeah. All right. In Japan, this episode was called "Make Drama Da Destron" or "Make a, a Dramatic Comeback Destrons." Oh. Which the ti- this title more or less gives away the Predacons ploy, which I think is a thing in Japanese titles. They just give away the ending because I've been listening to uh, <laughs> Sailor Business and and. The title to every single Sailor Moon episode spoils what happens in it. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that. And Dragon Ball Z always did that with their titles. Yeah. Okay, so the climax where Optimus Primal saves the ship 
is a tribute to Superman 1978 with the appropriate dialogue and music. Yeah. <laughs> and is that what you were saying with the look down in the sky? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Although for them I think it's look up. I don't yes. I don't know if you watch the episodes as we do this uh Kendall, but if you don't you should go rewatch that scene cuz it's pretty freaking crazy amazing. Yeah. It's pretty I, fun especially, too. Especially especially with sound cuz uh as as it says on the TF wiki it doesn't say like the pro like I, the IMDb says appropriate music, but the Wif- wiki even specifies it as John Williams esque music. Yeah. <laughs> John Williams esque music. So, so Holst, so, which is funny because John Williams is just Holst esque music. But <laughs> yeah, Burn. that's right. Oh, Yo, snap. I was a music major for a year, bitches. Mic drop. <laughs> I like John. Just throwing Williams. the glove down. I like John Williams. I don't care. Oh if, yeah, I don't care if the Academy doesn't give him the the respect he deserves for ripping off Holst <sighs> and uh, and Dvorak. Dvorak's Ninth Symphony. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> it's totally Jaws. All right. Yep. I so, think the only thing from the wiki that wasn't mentioned that you mentioned was uh, the the other like real world reference of Tigertron the Barbarian that Raptrop spits off. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tigertron shows up, which is supposed to be you know allusion to Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. They also met, uh, I also like how someone pointed out that apparently the Axlon is equipped with a complement of riot uh, riot shield like devices. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was a cool part. <laughs> it's anyone's guess as to why a peaceful exploration ship would carry such an armory. But one does wonder why the Maximals don't use them more often. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was, I figure it was probably something they got from the Predacon ship. They could have, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe. That is an explanation. The thing is, too, though. <laughs> it is an explanation. We, <laughs> I mean, we see in a previous episode, Cheetor's got like half a dozen guns. <laughs> That's he has guns specifically. <laughs> like, unless he's like a really big gun aficionado. Why would an exploration ship need that many guns for one person? Maybe well, maybe just Cybertronians just know that, you know, trouble follows them. I suppose. I, I like Kendall's explanation from the episode where he just like put he takes takes a gun, puts it down, goes into his chamber, <laughs> and makes him another gun because it's part of his body. So like and he's he just kinda duplicated a bunch of them. Which was more pre made. This episode Definitely supports the theory that 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 could be an option because yeah. of because of they because otherwise Megatron would no longer have a tail. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that exactly. Or like, or like just imagine if, if that if this it is a scene where like I don't know like Dinobot comes and he's like just like puts his tail down like near the base and then like walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen my tail? Ah. <laughs> Or you just see a T-Rex with a really short tail running around. <laughs> that would have been really funny in the next episode if it just had that. But no, I think it's like Kendall surmised in the previous episode that um, the, the the ship will build it for them if they need it. Yeah. The ship will build it. It's part of their form, so. Yeah. So it sort of regenerates. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Moving on, do, do we have any more from IMDb or? I know that's TF that's Wiki? all. I, I think that's I think that's all I had. Isn't it all? Okay. I had? Yeah, and I think so too. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. Although although there is a note about how, uh, where is that? Uh, this is pretty much the 
one of the good points where the camaraderie between Rattrap and Dinobot kind of get turned for better, yeah. which I'm sure we'll get to when when we get when we talk about the episode. Yeah. Yep. So getting to the episode, uh, we open up uh, inside the dark side, and more specifically, we open up seeing a crystal being experimented on. And it sort of looks like uh, Megatron is trying to to convert a piece of energy on. It keeps sort of morphing and changing while it's getting energy sort of sent into it, changing color and whatnot. It's like one of those growing rocks things that, you know, as a kid, you would yeah. drop in the solution and watch as they grow up. Yeah. Maybe I mean, he's trying to stabilize it. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he sort of mentions this may be the refinement process that he's been seeking, so I'm assuming that he's trying to take raw energon and try and refine it so that they could actually use it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how I that's how I took that scene. Yeah. So over over the course of of them sort of beaming this energy into it, uh, we get the the crystal overloads and it doesn't uh, produce the the sort of big explosion that we're used to seeing. It just sort of shatters. And uh, Megatron sort of gets frustrated. He's like, ah, damn it. Well, okay, maybe not in those words, because, you know, I mean, this is a kid's show. But... <laughs> Slag it! Yeah. It's a like, blast! And they ask, he uh, orders Pterosaur to get him another crystal now. And Pterosaur is like, no, I've had enough. I refuse to serve such an incompetent leader any longer. <laughs> Part so of it's business for, as usual. For yeah, yeah for pretty much. This <laughs> is like uh, the fourth episode now that he's done this. So yeah, he's like, you've wasted enough of our precious Energon crystals for the last time. And then we cut to the uh, Axelon. And as it turns out, the Maxiples have somehow installed a, a spy camera in the <laughs> ship. Yeah. Was it what? It's Cheater who says, aren't you glad we got cable? Yes. He's like, oh, bad karma at the loser lair. <laughs> so yeah. they're watching and, and Waspinator comes in. So they're watching on the screen and Waspinator comes in. And Waspinator, I, I don't even understand. Like, It's so, it, when it happens, it would seem so out of character. He's like, Waspinator wants to fight now. And I was like, wait, so he, he wants to fight Megatron now? or, or like, just, Yeah, just wants to scrap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not the most out-of-character thing we're going to see in a second here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Optimus Prime... Oops, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here, but... Scorpidoc starts to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that far... It's not too much further here, because uh, Optimus sort of cuts in. It's like, it appears serious this time. And Megatron is like, oh, you'll regret this rebellion, Pterosaur, yes. And Optimus is like, "Yep, that's dissension, all right." And uh, that's where that's when we then get the uh, the comment saying, "Cool, now aren't you glad we got cable?" <laughs> and, and is that uh, where Optimus compliments uh, Rat Trap or, or something? Yeah, well, um, Rhinox says something to the effect of that it's good that they hardwired the spy camera just in time. And Rattrap's oh. like, we? And he's like, it was my fuzzy butt on the line out there. And then he gets shushed. And we see uh, Pterosaur, Waspinator, and for some reason, Scorponok as well. Yeah, that doesn't all, seem a little fishy at all. Yeah, they all aim at Megatron. And Scorponok, he runs the behind, big Megatron lover. 
He's yeah. funding his. Well, yeah, but so so Scorponok is. But here's here's the defense though. Uh, the Maximals don't know that Scorpion. Like I mean, I they know, they've but seen they him be pretty. They've been in his presence where he's been like Megatron's the best. And I'm pretty sure they've they've heard that. Yeah, or at the very least, you would have thought that Dinobot would have been like this scene's out of character, and maybe that's good in a sense that Dinobot wasn't necessarily there at the time of it happening yeah. to be able to see that because I'm sure he would have picked up on it right away would have been like this is so uncharacteristic for Scorponok so so but- my defense in that is um, the the Maximals don't know how good the writing is in this episode <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of you, you know I mean there definitely have been episodes where characters did things that were not at all in keeping with themselves so, uh, so I mean, that's that's kind of where I was sitting in this scene. I was like, yeah, actually, I mean, like, I mean, like, like obviously, we're kind of like, like something's going on here. We're not going to say exactly what's going on, but even like a commenter on the video service that I use was like, the moment Scorpionok raises rockets and Megs, I knew something odd was going on. So it's not just me. <laughs> so, so I actually really, really like this scene. Um, it reminded me a lot. There are. I'm trying to think of an example besides this because I feel like I bring it up even if I haven't brought it up on this episode. One of my favorite episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the episode titled Zeppo. I don't know if you guys have have seen this episode, but it focuses on uh, Xander, who's like a minor character. But kind of in the background, there's like big sort of universe-shaking – there's like a universe-shaking conflict between the like – characters that actually matter um throughout the I would, episode. I was gonna say I would never call Xander a, a minor character in that show, but well, he's, not, right. <laughs> he's not minor, but the premise of have you do you know the episode I'm talking about? I maybe. I it is describe it more. I don't recognize it from the name. It's exactly. well well uh Cord- the premise is that Cordelia says that he's Zeppo, like Zeppo Marx, the like least important Marx brother, and then he gets a car and ends up like fighting zombies or something like he sort of goes on his own little side adventure while Buffy and Angel are doing are fighting some sort of like universe ending like I've oh, probably I've, seen it then because like Angel leaves his show around like season three right and I've seen season up to season three probably I've, well, and I've oh, seen well. I've seen similar similar uh things done in like I, I'm pretty sure Justice League or Justice League Unlimited did did that same thing with Booster Gold right right like yes, he's, yes he's doing his oh, own little thing yeah while they're all episode. yeah, like that concept is really good. But when, when done but well, what it but what it the reason that this scene reminded me of those types of things is a lot of times when when you see those types of episodes, the little glimpses of the main characters are almost like parodies of themselves, like yeah. they're oversimplifications yeah. or parodies. And this very much felt like a oh, this is you, 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 like like it felt like a parody of Beast Wars almost, like like just. This scene, yeah. Let's let's have this this scene between the Predacons be as generic as possible. You know, uh, Terrasaur decides that he wants to overthrow Megatron, and then they and then you know they it starts to overthrow Megatron, and then you know, and of course, then there's the the explosion that happens that you know <laughs> kills all of the Predacons permanently, and so the Maximals win the Beast Wars. Yeah. yeah. What are we up to for the number of times that Megatron has died now? Um, okay. Is this four? So this is, I have the count at four. I'm going to make a note here. 
<laughs> All Predacons one. So we have and I probably missed some because I think I didn't pay attention for an episode or two. Um and the Waspinator count is like super is like super like I'm not sure because like he does get like blown up a lot, but it's like mm-hmm. you have to kind of judge whether like they really you really thought he was dead. Um, sure. So with the dead tally, I have Megatron has died four times if you include this time. Optimus has died twice. Waspinator three times, including this one. Scorponok twice, including this one. So yeah, just uh, you know, keep if just keeping keeping that keeping tally there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really curious as to how uh, how this tally goes. <laughs> I mean, because. Not to not to spoil anything, because I mean this is totally the the end of the series right here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, might, I assume I assume yeah. that the, done now. I assume that that now that the Maximals have won, they'll go back to Cybertron, and then like another enemy will come up, exactly. like for the next for the next episode. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah, as as Kendall alluded to, uh, we we get a scene of Megatron sort of hiding behind this giant cylinder with a big energon crystal inside it, and the other Predacons are shooting at him. And he's like, "Fools, you'll hit the energon!" And sure enough, as he says that, you know, there's an explosion. The screen goes into snowing in Kansas, sort of like you would get with old style cable, and then there's this loud rumble. And the ship shakes, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, what the hell just happened?" And which, which I felt like was continuity there because that that means that they that like if the sh- if their ship shook, that means that probably that energy online there was something in that energy on vein between this between the two bases. Hmm. Yeah, I thought about that too. The energy online, like why didn't it like blow up? But I, I when we get to when we get to the dark side, it's not like that blown up. So maybe it just wasn't enough of an explosion, right? Like- I, I just mean like because because the the axelon did shake, so there was something something happening yeah. with that. Yeah, they're not that close either, so that is kind of weird, right? I mean, it's just it. like I mean, it, I that's what that's how my head cannon was was that there was some even if it didn't like literally overload all of the energon and blow up both bases, like what happened at one base affected the other base. Yeah, so, so yeah, we get some shaking, and the Maximals are all like, oh my god, what the heck just happened? So we we then cut to, uh, sort of zooms in on the ship, and we get a little scene of, like, the sort of tail of the ship sort of just falls down a little, as if to indicate, yeah, <laughs> it, went through some, it went through some stuff. Uh, it got damaged a bit. And we see uh, Rhinox in his rhino form wearing this sort of, wrist scanner and yeah it at the ship. <laughs> it's like he has to be wearing it because how else is he holding it oh yeah no yeah. earlier later on they show that it's like it's like a band around his like okay. leg i was yeah. looking really, that earlier like and I, did, I couldn't seem to find it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like wrapped so it's around a, his leg so it's a rhino I even, bracelet yeah. i didn't even think about it in this first shot but the next one i'm like wait what <laughs> it, it's like the it's like a rhino tricorder so it, that way we get our Star Trek reference in here. Kendall. It's, it's like a rhinoceros tricorder. It's longer than his his leg is, so like he can't walk on that foot unless yeah. it like can retract or something. He has to kind of like limp forward to like 
<laughs> wear this thing and like be able to move. Well, we just yeah. we missed the scene image. where he was riding on uh, on Optimus's back <laughs> for a change. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we get Cheetor uh, sort of commenting about how the the place looks totally slagged, and uh, Rhinox is like, "It is." He's like, "I detect no signs of life, not a pred energy signature anywhere." And Dinobots is, uh, he sounds sort of down. He's like, can that be confirmed? And Rhino- and Rattrap sort of comes to Rhinox's defense and says, hey, his sensors don't lie, Dino Dip. <laughs> and so uh, we get Optimus then who, who says that we may have to accept a rather unexpected development, friends. It looks like the Maximals, dramatic pause, have won the Beast Wars. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah from here we we cut inside the ship and we've got rhinox again scanning around and again he says it's no on a different comes. leg yeah yeah he switched legs this time <laughs> okay so maybe, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that leg was getting tired so maybe he took it off when they walked down to the ship yeah yeah just, it really does look like something on the other one it looks like something right out of star trek like it looks almost like a phaser from next generation honestly <laughs> Man, I must yeah. not have been paying any attention to this episode. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> make, yeah. make note of whatever alcohol you were drinking as a good as a good mind cleanser. <laughs> I was going to say, let me know what it was. <laughs> it was just it was just Jim Beam. I I think I think the early part of the episode though, I must have been like at the top of the. You know, I mean, I did take like five or six shots when I watched Walking Dead because I I played a drinking game. Every time the show uh, pissed me off, I took a shot. So, Ooh. well, I mean, <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. actually, no, it was a really good episode. <laughs> so I just, um, I, I, yeah. But like, I mean, like, I will say, that, like, we're we're commenting heavily on shots that last for like a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's well, and that's the other thing. I only watched this episode once. I usually watch them twice. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so we're we're inside the dark side now. That was that was kind of a funny little pun there. We're inside the dark side, and uh, Rhinox is scanning around, still doesn't see anything, and uh, he makes comment that the the base's energon field dampers are still functional. And Optimus is like, good. And so we then cut to Rattrap, who is already transformed, and he's starting to sort of swing a, a pipe around, uh, sort of akin to a pirate he's like all right let's pillage and plunder and ox is like only for space drive parts it is still a predagon ship and still very dangerous just to point out that is like the first confirmation that they can be in there's energon dampeners in the ship so that they can be in robot form like we, yeah. we've said it before but i don't think the show said it yet no yeah no so when you said inside the dark side it made me think of one of my all-time favorite lines of uh from Metalocalypse, when uh, Nathan ex- when Nathan Explosion says, "No, inside the ocean." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't, I'm not going to give any context to that. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with with uh, Optimus saying that is dangerous, uh, Rattrap sort of. Uh, makes a comment that, oh, we should have Dinobot go first then. Check out the rest of the ship. And actually, Dinobot sort of agrees with him. He's like, yes, that would be logical. I will take point. Archive also so, hits him on the leg, too. So yeah. it's not just like, like yeah. he's really trying to antagonize Dinobot yeah. here. And Rattrap well, actually makes comment about that, too. So 
I thought he was just swinging the pipe around and he just kind of accidentally hit hit him in the leg and he just didn't really do much to say sorry. Well, that's see, it's it's almost hard to tell because at first I thought yeah. maybe it was accidental, but then once you realize, because what he does is he as Dinobot starts going off, like he starts going down a hallway, and Rat Trap is like, "Man, I'm pushing all his hot buttons and I'm getting nada. What's with him?" And yeah, and and we sort of cut to a shot of, of Dinobot like sort of looking around and sort of skulking a bit, and Optus is like, "Can't you figure it out?" Yeah, yeah, pretty obvious. Yeah, so from here, um, it cuts to they they've gone down this hall, and Dinobot's sort of looking around, just checking things out. And he's like, I, I haven't detected any hostiles, and he's like, I will reconnoiter elsewhere. And so, as it turns out, he's uh, led them to their their um, like their transwarp drive, and they're gonna wind up taking this transwarp drive to repair their ship. So that was the main reason they've come here. So as they, as Dinobot sort of goes off, we get a scene of showing like him from behind, he's got his sword and he pulls out his little spinner tail. And he's sort of skulking around again, just, you know, looking pretty lonesome. And we get Rytrop saying, yo, scrape ape. He's like, so what are we going to do with Dinobot? And, Ops is like, why should yeah. we do anything? He's like, man, look yeah. at him. He's still a Predacon. He's only with us because he knew we would win. Not because he believed in what we stood for. And, like, honestly, like, the fact that, like, he's showing empathy towards, like, other creatures should, shouldn't be, oh, man, he's still evil. I mean, like, what about, like, what the fuck? I mean, I know you're your enemies, but they were still, like, living beings, and you're, like, totally, like, nonchalant about them all being dead, Rat Trap. Like, yeah. honestly, Dinobot's like more um, relatable here. Because yeah. even if he even if he switched sides, doesn't mean he like takes pleasure in their deaths. You know? Well, yeah, to a degree. Although I, I think maybe he's. I think he's more lamenting the fact that it's over too. But also, yeah, I think he, he, how how he reacts in a later scene, it kind of seems like he still held some like, uh, what's the word? Camaraderie, um, maybe. Uh, nah, um, fuck. like, uh, it starts with an S, um, it means, like, this, this object, or, like, this memory holds, like, some kind of... Oh, sentimentality? Sentimentality, that's it. I can't <laughs> think of the word, I don't know why. But, yeah, he has some sentimentality towards his former comrades. Yeah, and, yeah, I could see that. Um, but Ron Trapp's, like... He's a soldier with the enemy gone. Who else is he going to fight? And he's like, this ain't a good time to prove you're a wimp chip, buddy. He's like, he'll snuff you out the minute you turn your back. And uh, Optimus just sort of, you know, shrugs it off. He's like, just get the others. I've got what we need. And uh, they, it sort of cuts to another scene. And we've got Dinobot on his own. He's sort of looking around the rest of the ship. And we get this what looks up appears to be tarantulas, legs coming up over his shoulder. He spins around, he growls. And as it turns out, Cheetor's managed to find a couple of tarantulas, legs. Kind of creepy. Grotesque. Yeah. Yeah. He, Cheetor's he's just waving him around. Like it's nothing. Yeah. They're kind of making this like slot slappy sound as he waves him around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dinobot's like, where did you find these? And Cheetor's like, oh, just over there. And that this is where we get the uh, the Hamlet scene. Because Dinobot winds up taking them from Cheetor. He's like, alas, poor Tarantulas. I knew him, Cheetor. This is the leg that stalks so many victims that it should come to this. And then with a bit of levity, Cheetor's like, aw, do you need a hug? <laughs> just as he says that, Dinobot like just chomps down, and he's about ready to like take a bite out of him. So do you guys that's, think, that's do you guys think Dinobot is actually upset, or he's just like overcome with how much joy he is that he gets to have like there's dead that people have actually died? Oh. I think no, no. I think at this point he's kind of a little sad because there's no bodies for a funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah. All he has is that leg. That's why he asked yeah. where he found it. He's like, "Is there any more?" <laughs> <He's> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, I, and you know the other thing. The other thing too is like, if it was just like one, like if it was, I guess it's different if it's your enemies than if you're, because like it's not like they're gonna have a funeral for the Predacons. Like clearly, mm-hmm. clearly they don't. You know, they, these are these are their enemies. They're just gonna completely abandon them, abandon yeah. their bodies. They don't have any Maybe respect that's... for the dead. Yeah, maybe that's what Dinobot's upset about because he knows that the auto, that the the Maximals aren't gonna want to do a funeral. He's like, "This is my one chance to have a funeral, and they won't let me do it." Yeah, and you know what? You know what? You know what? More also more evidence. Uh, you know, questionable. These Maximals—they're like, "Oh, huzzah! All these people are dead. We're not gonna like try to find their get their bodies or like do anything respectable respectable to the dead." You know why? Because we don't care about them because they're second class citizens. <laughs> oh. mm. yeah. But yeah, like it, there's definitely a lot of like ways you could take Dinobot's episode and lots of different layers to the situation because I think like it's part of the mentality for his fallen ex comrades. It's part of like 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 even Rattrap said like he's a soldier and he has no purpose now. Like what's mm. going to happen to him? Like he he is like a soldier and there's no war. So what? Yeah. Do, I mean, what happens to old soldiers? And and not even and beyond that, there's the whole idea that they bring up later that he's a criminal. So like, if they go back to Cybertron, there's not a lot left, lot left for him there. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah, whole... I mean, yeah, this is. I mean, we're, I was doing the 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 little jokes that we make, but I mean, this like, oh, totally. this does a lot <laughs> with this. This really does a lot with Dinobot's character. It's like, man, it's like, man, I. I was watching this episode, and at the I we'll get to like impressions or whatever. But I just want to say, like, I watched you know at, between last week's episode and then this week's episode. It's like, oh, this is why people say Beast Wars is a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, like the fir- I mean, the the first batch of episodes were. I don't think they were ever there were any episodes that were like awful, but these last couple episodes have just been like legitimately well written. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, very much so, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, we... So, just as, as Dinobot's about to uh, try and make mincemeat out of uh, Cheetor, Rattrap winds up showing up saying that they've, you know, found everything that they needed. So, they're out of there. So, we... We then cut back to the Axelon, and we see the, the Maximals are working on their transwarp drive. They're installing the parts now. And Dinobot's like... But we still can't trust Dinobot. And Red Trap says we can't trust Dinobot. Yeah, you said you said Dinobot says we can't trust <laughs> oh, Dinobot. Oh, gee, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And also, Dinobot's yeah. outside Rattrap's and it's lightning yeah. and it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Sort of like there's a storm brewing 
in a sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we get uh, a discussion saying, well, before we decide where he's going, we better decide where we're going. And Ronica's like, well, I'm almost done with these drive repairs. And Optimus pipes up saying, well, first order of business is the stasis pods that are still in orbit. They have to be recovered and our, our comrades rescued. And then they make mention that they have to alert Tigatron uh, so that he can come back. And then Cheetor's like, okay, but after that, we're start, we start exploring the galaxy again, right? <laughs> and Rackchop's like, no. what are you talking about? He's like, you, you taking a good look at this scrap heap lately? He's like, we even make it to space. The only place we're headed is back to Cybertron. And and Optus basically confirms it f- for for Rattrap saying, "Yeah, I, I'm afraid Rattrap's right." And uh, Rattrap's then like, "Oh yeah, in about time too. I can just hear the dames crying for me." <laughs> yeah, which I I, I remember I saw, I saw that scene. I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny too because we get a uh, a nifty little. Uh, sort of zing on Rat Trap from Dinobot who just appears. He's like, perhaps it is the thought of your return that causes their unhappiness. <laughs> and Rat Trap winds up turning around. He's like, hey, Chopper Face, an actual comeback. He's like, eh, a little lame, but I can tell you're feeling better. Yeah. And Dinobot's like, and for good reason, I shall not see you again. Oh. He's like, oh, another dig. I like this then, a lot. This whole like yeah. ripping on each other. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like how Rattrap was concerned with the, because Dinobot wasn't ripping on him back earlier. Yeah. Like it's good. Seems like yeah. a South Park plot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, screw you, Ka. Which one's Ka? Which one's Cartman? <laughs> Car- Cartman's the fat one, and Kyle is the one that. No, I meant like I meant like Dinobot. Oh, and this Rattrap, scenario. Okay. Which which one? matches up better i would say the rat trap has to be cartman yeah no because no because uh because this is my this is what it because it's it's this is the plot of the south park episode the south park episode like you know people have cartman did something and people did stuff back to cartman and then cartman like sort of just gives up and that's where and that's where you know they they stop you, you know they stop fighting you know they stop fighting back and then and so then, and then Kyle, you know, Kyle does it, and then you know that's how that's how you know things are are okay is that Cartman then is you know Cartman then does his uh, makes some anti-Semitic joke towards Kyle, and that's the joke, <laughs> and that's the episode. So so Cartman is Dinobot. Yes. So Cartman is Dinobot. Yes, that is uh, okay. What I'm saying is Dinobot is an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that go against your whole? Theory that the dy- that the Maximals are racist. Well, <laughs> I mean, it could I don't be. mean to bring logic into the equation. Here, well, you know, it could be I a self hating. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what. I, yeah, I, I was trying to think of like a way. He he could be. Yeah, that's true. He could be a self. I mean, I mean, wasn't self, Hitler like a quarter hating. Jewish? <laughs> anyway, say, like, like Dinobot's kind of like going back on his own people here, so. Yeah. Anyway, so getting back to to the scene here, Optimus is like, so you won't be returning back to Cybertron with this Dinobot? And Dinobot retorts back with no. It's like, on Cybertron, I will merely be a Predacon criminal. But on this planet, I have no equal. 
I shall remain to conquer and rule. And we get uh, a <laughs> sort of sort of a little weird spot here because Ops is like, "Well, I understand." He's like, "I love that though," because like. Because like Dinobot's like, I will conquer this planet, and then obviously yeah. I understand, buddy. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's like concerned that like he's like talking like he's gonna like take it over as a, like a dictatorship. I mean, there's no sentient life on it right now. But I mean, yeah. like, it's still kind of yeah, funny how he's just like, I get it, bro. It's cool. <laughs> like, I think yeah. I think this Optimus might be a so moment that yeah. suggests. Yeah. I think this scene suggests that they think this is Earth. Because, like, they said in the earlier episode that, like, Dinobot was trying to go... To, that the Predacons were trying to go to Earth. So yeah. I think I think this scene kind of suggests that they're thinking that it's Earth and they have some knowledge of Earth history that it's going to be a thing. And then and then basically it, what what uh, what Optimus is saying is, you know, the ma- is the Maximals or the Cybertronians in some form or another uh, will show up on Earth and will... If you, if you try to take over the planet then you know then we're going to be adversaries and we're going to and it's going to lead you way to look at it um i felt like this scene could have been like this scene could have been 20 minutes of back and forth between the two of them like it could have been a much much more drawn out scene this this episode is really dense as far as as far as character building and everything and and so so some stuff you kind of have to pull pull you know, sort of take it, kind of take it for what it is, and and uh, you know, there may have been more of a more of a yeah. If this if this was a longer scene, there might have been more of an more of an argument between the two of them, and then a and the more acceptance. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was kind of I was I was ripping on it, but I mean, I wasn't really. I think it was kind of like shows how much they are friends now, but he like kind of gets Dinobot enough mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, I mean, that's what you would do. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. we're still friends, yeah. <laughs> and and, and, I, and it's a very like you said, it's it, it could have been really long, and I think they did a really good job of making an abridged version of that, right? Yeah. But uh, at the same time, too, Optimus uh, states he's like, nonetheless, let the record show that I advise against this action. He said it will eventually lead to your struct your destruction, and then Dinobot comes back with, eventually. It's like eventually can be a long time Optimus Primal. <laughs> and so Dinobot then goes on to to salute his former Maximal leader and his former comrades and then turns around and starts to leave. And we get this little scene of Cheetor like the little kid. He's like, Dinobot? Dinobot? Yeah, I love I love that so much. Like Cheetor is kinda like grown to like admire Dinobot. He's like, Oni chan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's so, it's uh, it's a very like I thought after all this time you changed, but you hadn't, but you haven't changed, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I, I think is, it's more like like I you're my you're our buddy now, like right. don't go, you're one of us, kind of thing. Yeah. Right, and as, well, I mean, I guess the maybe I'm not. I wasn't talking. About, I mean, like the big picture. The point of this scene is as much as we as the viewers probably view him as just another maximal now. He still is apart from that, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Cheetor also sees him as, as one of the guys. As yeah. he, he definitely does not in any way see him as a, as a Predacon. It's like that. It's like that in was, like remember little. the Titans when uh, they like come together in when they come together in their football camp and then they go to school and they're like separated, but there's still like a few of the white guys that are like new people that want to hang out with the black people. It's kind of like that. 
<laughs> well, I mean, like, I was kind of thinking about how, how Cheetor might think about Dinobot is like, okay, so, like, Optimus is, like, yeah, he's, like, this boss, this dad figure, and, like, and, like, um, Rhinox is kind of up there, too, and then Dinobot enters in, like, Rattrap's kind of, like, I don't know, like, he, he's, he's an older member of the crew, too, but he doesn't really have a lot of, like, they kind of, like, rub out each other the wrong way a bit. So Dinobot yeah. comes in, and he's this cool, badass, like, older guy who's, like, not quite the leader. So he's, he's yeah, he's kind of like a, he's almost is like an older brother figure who's this really cool, strong guy mm-hmm. yeah. who he kind of looks up to a bit, I think. So, yeah. so I guess, so what you're thinking, so you're thinking, uh, if we're looking at the family dynamic, uh, Optimus and Rhinox are the, are the parents, and then <laughs> Cheetor is like, or Cheetor and Rat Trap are siblings who are close in age, and then Rhinox is like the, the, you know, several years older brother who uh, Cheetor is looking up to, and then now he's doing something that that Cheetor that sort of is letting Cheetor down. Yeah, a little bit, and he's kind of getting abandoned by a bit. It's like Speed and Rex Racer. It's the best best analogy I can think of right now Where he's like the cooler brother Although like I would say Rex is like nicer than Dinobot But still you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Yeah So we we get this uh, scene now Where Dinobot is uh, Sort of trudging along outside Uh, There's a a white mouse That's eating an acorn And it nearly gets Stepped on by Dinobot It sort of jumps away and winds up landing in this little crack in the ground. <laughs> Having a fate worse than death. Yeah, and it yeah. slides down the wall. Um, and Dinobots just sort of absently walks over the crack. And then we sort of zoom in down into this crack. And we see these devices that are hanging on, on the Going wall. Going into the crack. Yeah. And <laughs> from there, we see the, the mouse trying to, to climb back up the wall. And then it stops and it sort of looks at the camera. And it's like, uh-oh, and then it comes down, and then we hear Tarantulas doing his creepy eating sounds. Slurping. Yeah, there's a yeah. slurp. Yeah, there's a slurp, like, you know, a noodle, and we see the rat's tail go into his mouth. And then and we see this, a... Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's this, this, this glob of drool that's, like, animated, kind of, like, it looks almost yeah. like putty. And yeah. it comes off onto, like, a pterosaur's face and yeah. slides off. Yeah, he's like, stop drooling on me. <laughs> And Tarantula is like, I am feasting. And then we cut to Waspinator, who's behind uh, Tarantula's thorax, I guess. And uh, and Waspinator's like, Give Waspinator room. Tarantula's fat enough already. Oh, this is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> we get Tarantula's that sort of turns on him. He says, if Waspinator does not stop cuddling me like a stuffed toy when he sleeps, I'll eat him as well. <laughs> Waspinator's like, oh, yeah, yeah, says who? Yeah, there's a little back and forth that's really quick yeah. of that is the, the best part of that. <laughs> yeah. And Tarantulas. put the audio of that in here. Slobbering on me, Tarantulas. I am feasting. <laughs> If Waspinator does not stop cuddling me like a stuffed toy when he sleeps, I'll eat him as well. Yeah, I'll, 
Waffenator just like cuddling with with tarantulas. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How long have they been down here that he has to do that too? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, if this was, if the plan was for them to fake their own deaths, why didn't they like go someplace that's not a random crack in the ground, a, a half a mile from the Predacon base? Like, it's a really specific place that that they yeah. are. I'm thinking they want to be close to the maximum base so that when they like attack it won't have to go very far because they won't have a lot of the window of time to get to the maximal ship flying off is probably pretty low. And yeah, it looks like they had sensors and it, it looks like they had sensors in this gully already. So they plan to like come to a specific like crevice. It just yeah. seems like it, they would pick a bigger one if it was a if it was necessary. Maybe it was the only available also, what is one. Their, I don't know. Like, what is their plan, though? Like, because their plan is to take the... To have the Maximals fix their ship, and then... Yeah. And then take the ship from them. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's actually a pretty good plan, I it's, thought. Except for I mean, the... How? Because <laughs> they're... Well, I mean... Well, it's, yeah, it, it's, like, a I mean decent, it's a decent, like, big-picture idea, but it's like... They, their execution is pretty poor. You'll, well, yeah, as you'll, you as you'll to... see, like, no matter what... No matter how this... No matter how this played out, that was never going to be what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, who's to be able... Like, how would they have been able to tell that the ship was ready to go until they actually heard it getting ready to go? Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what... I mean, like, it. they might have had enough time at hearing the ship's, like, engine start up to get over there. And, and because Dinobot's running towards them, they get alerted to them. But maybe they're planning to kind of sneak up on it. Because what happens is, like, a direct assault isn't a great idea, as we see later. But I think they were going to maybe try to sneak up to it and then get on the ship and then take over the ship. But it doesn't really work out because Dinobots... I'm going to translate that into a a Megatron plan. What they were really planning was to walk next to the ship, announce themselves... Yeah, true. (laughs) And then say, we snuck up on you. Yeah. Because they don't know how to do surprise attacks. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So we as as we come to find out, because um, Pterosaur is like, you all make me sick. He's like, and then he starts sort of freaking out, almost like a, uh, I would almost think he was like a claustrophobic uh, panic attack. He's like, Go I've got to get crazy. out of here. Yeah, he goes stir crazy quite a bit. And, claustrophobic. Uh, Man, yeah. I never even looked at another guy. <laughs> <laughs> what's that a re- what's that a reference to? It's from Ninja Turtles. It's okay, Ninja Turtles okay. movie. It's Casey Jones is claustrophobic and yeah, and Donatello yeah. points it out and he he misinterprets what Donatello was trying <laughs> right, to say. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember. Yeah. I remember now. And then he goes and sleeps in the truck. Okay. <laughs> so um, Megatron uh, points out that they wouldn't be there if uh, Pterosaur had not tripped over the the spy cable so apparently there was a big cable that there was literally a cable going from the ship to the other ship <laughs> i love how like apparently they wouldn't have found it if he had hadn't done this by accident either yeah. to be fair this is, this is 1996 like... future past technology so yeah like it's not like they had wi-fi well the, no. the idea that like Pterosaur tripped over it too. Yeah. He's a flyer. Yes, 
Like, what? Yeah, that's true. And they could have, you know, and the other thing about that is, like, it it absolutely is totally, there are a million totally reasonable ways that you would have been able to figure out that the Maximals had, you know, had, could see... Uh, you know, could had implanted a camera. They could have done a whole episode of Rat Trap infiltrating the base and thinking that he got Again. through. And and you know, at the end, uh, you know, Megatron and Megatron and uh, and Scorponok being like, "Yes, yes, mm-hmm. Rat Trap, believe that you didn't, you know, that we don't know you, we didn't know you were here at all." Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, we we get Megatron. He starts running through the plan. So apparently, the plan was since they figured I, out I wanna, the camera. Oh, I sorry. Go ahead. Point one little thing. I, I'm not sure if he does it through most, like throughout the scene, but I did notice occasionally that Scorpionock clacks his claws. So maybe yes. like as like a nervous tick, he really does do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing he does. It's like how when I'm sitting down, I shake my leg for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> one of them leg shakers <laughs> so uh, Megatron sort of starts going through the plan uh, how they discovered the camera and how they were able to pull this little quote unquote deception because they're descendants of Decepticons <laughs> um, and Scorponok is like but what if they detect us and Black Arachne's uh, point apparently these devices that are on the wall are uh, devices that she made. Uh, there's some sort of signature dampening device, but it's only experimental. And Megatron uh, points out that they only need to wait until the ship is repaired and then attack while their guard is down. And then once the Maximal ship is in their possession, then they'll recover the orbiting stasis pods containing the Maximals eager to become Predacons. And then he's like, mm-hmm. so no one leaves. <laughs> he gets right up in Terrasaur's face. Terrasaur's like, what? Leaving? No one talked about leaving? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, we, we hear a rock sort of fall down into the crack. They all look up, and they see the Dinobot is there. And He saw like, the whole thing. <laughs> and Megatron's like, a spy! It's that traitor Dinobot! And so from here, uh, we start getting a chase scene. And actually, why don't we uh, take a quick break here? And uh, once we get back, we'll uh, get back to the, the end of this episode. The uh, the Predacons were coming up out of the crack. We actually have uh, Terrorsaur and Waspinator both uh, flying up and chasing oh, after Dinobot. Ready to get him. Yep. They're all pumped. Yeah. And Didn't then we have... 
And we have the the rest of the Predacons. They all come out of the crack in the ground and they all transform. Well, and I was saying that because they immediately like fly at them and then yeah. he just shoves a big and rock on them and crushes them. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Dinobot gets a drop on them pretty good. Yeah. Like, it was I, a I really big that. rock. It was a really <laughs> big rock this time. They're like transformed. They do a loop, and they're like all guns ready to, to start shooting. And then it just—he just shoves a rock, and it falls over right on top. Yeah, <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we have the other Predacons transform, and from there we then cut to a scene of Tigertron in his tiger form coming up through the elevator sh- shaft into the Axelon. And he, he makes a comment about how it feels strange to be inside an artificial structure. And we get the uh, the comment that you said earlier, John, of uh, Ratchop saying, hey, it's Tigertron the Barbarian. I think that, was, I think that might have been yeah. Jordan who mentioned that. Oh, that was from the I PFP, apologies. Yes. yes. Are, are you just, it's all J names are the same, huh? <laughs> they <Greg>? are. <laughs> they are. They're all the same. And I'm very tired. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It's teasing you. So, Rat uh, essentially welcomes him back to civilization and announces that they're going home. And Optimus is like, and you're just in time. And so, uh, he gets Rhinox to do a system check and he, uh, everything's good to go. And Optimus gets one of his little lines. This is a line that I used to hear in the promo commercials for the show all the time. He goes, let's do it. Let's do it. And just the way that he said it, I don't know why it's so memorable for me, but I remember hearing it all the time. So maybe it was Ra- like in a, a sound chip thing because I remember they sold like like you know those kids' helmet things of Optimus Prime and Primal and stuff like that. And yeah, maybe there was like a little voice chip that you press it and it just said it all the time. Yeah, it could be. Be walking down the toy aisle in, in Toys R Us or or. Or some store, and you just hear, let's do it, over and over again. <laughs> that very well could be. But yeah, so we, we get uh, Rhinox starts powering up the ship. Uh, he says, lift off in three cycles and counting. And Rattrap's like, man, when we get back to Cybertron, I'm going to take you to this sweet little hole in the wall where I guarantee. And then, is it Cheetor that says Dinobot? No, no, it's Rhinox. Oh, is it Rhinox? He's like, Dinobot. And, Rat Trap's like, nah, he ain't gonna be there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like he's he's got his arm around Tigertron to like him this. And I was I was gonna I was thinking about last episode when I about how Tigertron will not enjoy Cybertron. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work out. But yeah, so Optimus comes over and announces that he sees him, and uh, Rat Trap's like, oh man, they just shorts my circuits. And Cheater's all excited because he's like, oh, hey, he's coming back. And then Rhinox is like, problem is, he's not alone. And just as, as Rhinox says that, Dinobot gets shot in the back mm-hmm. and falls over. And Otto's like, no, Dinobot. And so he's like, I'm going to go for Dinobot. And Rhinox is like, we have less than two cycles to lift off. He's I like want to this? say too that we get a really good shot of we get a shot of Dinobot and he's he's like on the ground and his back is like smoldering and you yeah, know how he's got little spine things on his back 
they're all like torn up and like yeah, sticking out. Like, oh yeah, he got they, nailed. They, they, they broke hard. his dino spine. Yeah, yeah. He but he's still managing to like turn his head enough to be able to to shoot his eye beams. Yeah, he, he does like hits. a he does a spread like um a sweep yeah. of the bad guys and yeah yeah. I think he hits two of them. Yeah, um, I, I think I, it's either two or three. Yeah. Yeah, he hits then, two, and then Megatron jumps behind cover. Yeah, but uh, so and Megatron kind of cocks his head too, which I like, like his, his T Rex head. He like cocks it, and energy starts like like glowing out of it. Yeah, before up. he goes around the corner. Yeah, so we we then cut back into the ship, and Optus arrives. Like we have barely we have less than two cycles to lift off. And he's like, this thing's barely hanging together as it is. He's like, I can't shut it down. To which Optimus is like, I don't want you to. Says, and then he goes on to say, if we're not back in time, lift off without us. And Cheater's like, no way. Or no, Rhinox is like, no way. And Optimus is like, that's a priority. So apparently this is like a really big order. He's like, that's a priority order, understood? Well, he so, wants them to make sure they get into space and save their friends. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because because uh, he see the thing is he normally it would there would just be a slap on the wrist for disobeying an order, but this would be you know once they got back to Cybertron, if they don't go out to Cybertron, then he would get a court martial. Yeah, for disobeying the order. <laughs> that exactly. And, and I mean, like they could always come back for Optimus and Dinobot or try to rescue them once they get to Cybertron. Right, they could come back at any point in time or space with the yeah. transwarp drive. I guess that's true. That's kind of such a weird thing to introduce. Yeah. I hate it when they introduce time travel to be this easy concept in these shows. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I think the the sense the sense that I I get with the transwarp drive is it's not literally time travel. It's like they can. They're. It's this crazy. Ex, this crazy experimental engine, and they like warped, and they followed a warp signature, and it's probably really hard. To be super specific, because they're not even like the Predacons aren't the even probes? sure that they the probes. Oh well, yeah, they just also went to random points. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I would okay. Here's 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 how I would uh, here's how I'll, I'll explain it. In uh, so a lot of times in uh, sci-fi stuff, this is like the explanation for this kind of thing. Um, you can only go to certain points. Mm-hmm. So, um, like when you create a time machine, you can only go from that moment forward when you create the time machine. <laughs> at the, you mean at the speed of uh, of one one hour? No, no, per you hour? can you can you can go back in time, but you can only go back in time to the point of the creation of the time machine. After that, there is no time machine, so you can't use it to go back in time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah that, otherwise, you would create a paradox. Okay, yes. Okay, that's yeah. But I was thinking more like, um, okay, more like since this is, is it, like it's not. I feel like I feel like the time travel technology is more like uh, I don't know. It's like it's more like warp. It's like you know they're warping, and so they're you know they've sort of they figured out this like the golden disc is this super crazy artifact, and it ha- and on it the whole point of the golden disc as I understand it with my limited knowledge, is that it has the the coordinates to how to get to Earth at this time at this point in time. And there's mm-hmm. still and even even with this like perfect information 
the Predacons are still not even sure that it took them where they wanted them to go. So yeah. the idea that the idea that even if they can travel to any point in time, the idea uh-huh. that they would be able to choose, that they would be able to just come right back to where they were is a little bit you know, a little bit of a stretch. I mean, they might be well, I don't know. They might be able to come back to this point because they like figured out that it's this coordinates or something, but um yeah. Yeah, yeah it does seem, you know what? It does kind of seem like they would be able to go back for Although you also but you don't want to leave just Optimus to fight off the five Predacons who are currently no, trying totally. to murder him. I yeah. mean like I just mean like if he hadn't left to hide it wouldn't have been a completely lost cause. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, about, what I was arguing earlier was that they were going to come back for Dinobot. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. travel is just an iffy subject in shows. Is all I'm saying. They're like in the, in the newest season of Flash, they've kind of given a pretty good reason why Flash can't just go back in time and change shit whenever he wants. And I do appreciate yeah. that because it is kind of like a the, a Deus Ex Machina the only, thing. The only that, problem is then you have on thir- then if you watch on Thursday Legends, that's all they do. I know. I think about that too. I'm like. So they've established that Flash should not go back in time for reasons, but that's the entire point of Legends of Tomorrow. But I guess because they have a time guy with him, so it's okay. Well, <laughs> and, and Legends... And, well, also, also, I think the Doctor Who argument... Um, like, Doctor Who says it spe- outlines it specifically, but I think it kind of works. Like, the idea it that does. there, are, yeah, there are fixed points in time, things that you can't change. And if you do try to change those, then there will be huge ramifications. Also yeah. in legends, they're trying to, they're trying to stop the villains are also time travelers. So they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to keep the timeline. They're trying to keep the integrity of the timeline rather than change the integrity, change. What yeah. Happens. Yeah. But anyway, we're, yeah. we're getting off topic here. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're, we're on, we're making good time. The episode's almost over. <laughs> But yeah, but with the uh, getting back to the episode, uh, Optimus is about to. He, this is where uh, we actually see the the shields that, that they we have, don't know where they came from, and they have a maximal symbol on it. I think so. Yeah, we can't say they were salvaged like we thought at first. Yeah. Well, maybe they p- just no. painted the maximal symbol on them. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Cheetor's got to do something. It's not like he's gonna. <laughs> Cheetor's not rewiring the ship. And if you That's remember, true. it was pretty. It was pretty easy for Rattrap to change his symbol in that one episode. Yeah, yeah good point. So yeah, so yeah, Optimus grabs this uh, big honking shield, and he's going down the elevator. And then Cheetor is like, "No, I'm coming too." And Optimus, oh, did anybody else notice that Optimus's faceplate had covered up his mouth? And then yeah, for like a second, yeah. yeah. And then it was <laughs> so apparently he can't talk while the faceplate is on. Or maybe it's just it's, it, he doesn't want to sound muffled. I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I guess he was just like... Hey, big Bod? Battle mode. Not well, you know, mode, you know what it is. You know what it is. They had the boom mic just off camera. Um, so he, he needed it. If he, if he didn't have it, you know, they'd have, to, they'd have to re-record, and they just didn't have the budget to do overdubs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we get uh, Cheetor, who uh, he says he's coming along as well. He grabs a shield. They both start going down the elevator. Tigatron's freaking out, very similarly to the way Pterosaur was. Uh, and he's like, I cannot sit idle while my comrades battle the enemy. And he That's transforms. Yeah, he transforms, and Rhinox just sort of looks at him, and he's like, 
back in your seat. You heard the orders. And Tucker Tron's like, but and he's like, I said sit. And I was it would have been hilarious to me if Tiger Tron had just sat like a dog or a cat. <laughs> he he looks so dejected he's here like, though. He's yeah. like pouting. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. it's really and I, I watched that and I was like, this is weird because you would think that Tiger Tron would be the one that went with Optimus and Cheetor would be the one that wanted to go and they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. But but they they swapped the Cheetor two. just got to it first, so he's able yeah. to yeah. Right, right, right. Pretty yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it was like that. It was bad writing or out of care. You know, like clearly, yeah. Chiro's the one that did it for like. Rhinox is like, no, we literally we need at least three people to fly this thing. <laughs> yeah, we can't just like all I, leave the ship. I to imagine a Tigertron was like, wait, we can just do that. I, I want to get off. I want to <laughs> fight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I want to help. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not scared of Tigertron or anything. How he gets in that one little butt before Rhinox just shuts him up with, with orders, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and like he basically is just starts giving out commands, like like a, you know, basically like an off like a commander or officer and something well, he, like that he's like he's the acting captain of a ship right yeah. now so. yeah yeah because yeah, like, he, he tells his job seriously yeah he tells rat trap to do astro navigation and he tells tigatron to get the ship's guns online uh because Optimus is going to need some firepower and then we get tigatron saluting and he's like yes sir so do you think that um in between episodes after the time that um optimus died and and put Rat Trap in charge. That they were like, okay, we need to make it pretty clear what the chain of command is here. Uh, Maybe if anything happens to me, Rhinox is definitely in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see Rat Trap saying, "Is like next time you're going to be in charge. I've had it with this." Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> or maybe it's like a chore wheel. Like they just take turns. <laughs> <laughs> they know that they know that Optimus is going to die. Like. You know, several more times. Every once in a while, they have a poker game and they try to pawn off their chore from the chore wheel. And, like, this is the first time Tigertron's been on the ship, though, and he doesn't remember shit. How does he not do any of this? Well, it's, it's. Oh, wait, no, it is kind of an experimental exploration ship, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, they're, they're not having him fly, they're having him push, they're having him shoot the guns. Oh, that makes that sense. Might, yeah. It, yeah, it might be a. I was going to say it might be a standardized that. thing. And and yeah. I mean and yeah he's and I mean he remembers I feel like Tigertron remembers stuff and he probably remembers more now because he's probably done a lot of internal repairs. It was just yeah. like, it was just, he just he's still you know his identity chips are still a little bit damaged so maybe he like remembers facts and figures it's just he doesn't remember who he is. Yeah, it could be or it could be know. that maybe maybe he developed sort of like a secondary personality and then once his identity chips came back he sort of melded the two sort of like there's, a hybrid there's, personality there's a word for two different kinds there's two different kinds of memories just like personal memories and like world memories and i don't i remember like because there was a show called blind spot and i think it's still running where this girl's got amnesia and the end one scientist is explaining like yeah she doesn't remember her name or her personal history but she remembers who the beatles are and who the president is and like Stuff like that. It's like two, two different and sets shoot of a gun uh, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, right. So, so her identity uh, circuits are damaged. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like that's a pretty like, regardless of how 
science works, I think that that it makes. I mean, it makes sense that he would that he would know they would have some knowledge. Like yeah, facts yeah, facts and figures and things like you said, remembering who the president was or remembering how to how to shoot a gun in a ship, uh, but he still you know has problems, you know, remembering that he's a robot, yeah. and not a tiger. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we we cut outside and Optimus uh, starts flying into the air. He orders Cheetor to give him some cover fire. And Optimus is flying through the air with this shield in front of him. Very Captain America-esque, almost. And he manages he, to... He, he, um, he uh, takes um, inspiration from a few superheroes in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he manages to land, and he's giving cover to Dinobot. And Dinobot's like, this is strategically unsound. <laughs> Which is a that great was a really good line. line. Optimus is like, tell me about it back at Cybertron. It was oh, really good. So I do want to I do want to mention with these it's, with it's these delivered riot really shields, well too. With these riot shields, they actually do look because they don't look thrown together at all. Like the the design on this actually is really neat because it's like it's and you guys are both looking at them while I'm describing them. So uh, you know, this is how uh, you guys are both. There's three of you. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, but like it's like it's a shield. And then there's like a like a transparent part that's like kind of actually like off to the side, so like you would hold the shield and you're not necessarily like set, so it's not like centered on you, um, and you're you, you can see I don't know I I, I thought it was the a transparent parts design. on the top of the shield yeah and and side so depending you can maneuver it but still too, pull I, don't, up. I don't see the shot here thought it was, of, uh, thought it was thought like off center or something I mean at again, top. I was I was just like looking at. Uh, not, I'm looking at with the Optimus, and it's it's showing like the back of the shield as he's picking up Dinobot, and there's a transparent windshield part on the top, and that's it. There's a yeah. diamond that goes over a rectangular, not exactly rectangular part of a shield, yeah. and uh, and a window at the top of the shield, like a riot shield. And there's some sort of like hand, like spot where his hand goes in, and there's buttons there. I'm curious what the buttons would actually do. Not sure. Maybe project some like extra, uh, like energon shielding from the from the tri- from the diamond. I would guess uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah, that could be. But yeah, so he he manages to to sling Dinobot up over his shoulder, and he starts flying back towards the ship, and they sort of get blindsided by Pterosaur, who uses his shoulder cannons to to hit Optimus. And uh, uh, Megatron is like, uh, they're finished, head for the ship. And so what had happened in the meantime after Pterosaur hit Optimus, uh, Cheetor sort of went off trying to shoot Pterosaur. And while he wasn't looking, he gets nailed by Megatron right in the chest. He berserkers at Pterosaur and just yeah. lay, like, like lays down fire, but he gets distracted because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. That then they start turning the ship, and we get a scene of uh, sort of like a close-up on Tigertron's face, and he orders the ship's guns to fire, and they start uh, shooting off. They manage to pick off uh, pretty much, yeah. They pick up all of the remaining Decepticons. God, I'm I'm stuck in G1 tonight. I keep wanting, <laughs> calling, wanting to call them Decepticons or Predacons. Don't worry, man. I yeah. fumbled quite a few things yeah. myself. But uh, so. 
they all get shot, and Megatron's the last one to get hit, and he sort of flies back, nails the rock that he was hiding behind originally, and then yeah. flips over that and falls. Like I said, um, a direct attack maybe wasn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah. So we we get... Um, the, the ship is starting to lift off at this point, and of course, Rhinox can't do anything to stop it. And I'm just pulling up the scene right now because yeah, the ship's oh, oh Optimus has a has an energon surge. Yeah, he has to transform transform back into his gorilla mode. Mm-hmm. And it's just that as he does that, the engines fully power up, and we get the ship starting starting to lift off. Mm-hmm. And Cheetor, meanwhile, has managed to crawl onto the the platform for the elevator. And he realizes the ship is starting to take off, and he's calling to Optimus, who is uh, heroically uh, carrying Dinobot while he's in gorilla form. And he's sort of hobbling along towards the ship, and he can't go very fast. So the ship is probably, what, I'd say a good 20 feet, maybe 30 feet in the air by this point. Mm -hmm. And he manages to fling Dinobot onto the elevator, and then (laughs) jumps up and Cheetor manages to grab onto his hand. And so they're hanging there for a few moments and Optimus thinks, oh, it's all good. And then we get Scorponok who has managed to com- like sort of get himself up and he slams his clack he slams his claw onto a rock and it shoots a rocket off. You almost called it clacker. Yes, I almost called it a clacker. <laughs> and he he manages to hit Optimus's hand with the missile. It doesn't explode. It just flies yeah, off. Yeah, it, it just makes it so they don't, they're not gripping hands anymore, but it doesn't yeah. explode or anything. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I got the feeling that like he was he was having trouble shooting it off anyways. Like He was from the shot he took from the ship, and that's why he pounded it on, on the rock in the first place. <laughs> it was like, work, dang it. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Like he, like he couldn't get his pincers open, so he had yeah. to like, hit it against a thing to open his pincers. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so this is where we get the the scene that was alluded to earlier uh, from King Kong. We see Optimus sort of falling through the air and just sort of splat. Well, not so much splats, but it's he lands on his back on the ground and just just sort of sprawled out. And uh, from here, it's, you know, he's all sort of spread out like he, like he's about to be a snow angel or something along those lines. Uh, we then cut back to the ship that's it's lifting off the ground and it cuts to a, uh, a scene. It's sort of like a mountain that Megatron has managed to run up and he right. jumps off. Uh, let me and- let me interject here. So yeah. um, I really I really feel like I'm nitpicking with this because because uh, because there's a because this is obviously this is like a lot of cool stuff's happening, but. Mm-hmm. Optimus has like just barely has the energon short out thing happen to him. Uh-huh. And it's like all he needed was just a little just to use his jetpacks for like 2 seconds. And there have been uh-huh. so many times where people just kind of fight through the energon surge for, you know, for a significant amount of time, but he's like nope, I can't even can't even transform for one one burst of my rocket to get me to the to the thing. I have to I have to fall to my death. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like really like you couldn't even just a little bit there. And I mean, uh, I don't know. That just, that just like really, it took me out of the episode a little bit, 
But I mean, mm-hmm. I knew that. I mean, you know, you know that this is what has to happen. But still, yeah. it's like, ugh. No, I, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Like, and to be honest, like I was kind of wondering why Dinobot hasn't felt an Energon surge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, like. Even like watching this, and like I, when I was looking over all those animation continuity stuff on the wiki, they mentioned I'm like, yeah, why didn't he? And like he was running like, in because he was what? in robot form walking out and robot form walking back. Yeah, he hasn't changed back into his Dinobot form once, and Optimus is already shorting out. Yeah, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he so. The only maybe. thing I, I could say is that maybe that shot from uh, Terrasar did way more damage than we give it gave it credit for. That could be too. It could be that there was like some sort of an EMP sort of effect with that shot too, perhaps. Well, it wasn't. Maybe he used some more of his power with his jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we we cut to the inside of the ship now. Uh, we saw Megatron sort of grab onto. Uh, like a, a pole that was hanging off the bottom of the ship. Like and in then a cloud ca- city. Yes, exactly. And we we then cut back inside, and Cheetor and Dinobot have, have uh, risen up on the elevator. Dinobot's sort of begrudgingly uh, looking around as Cheetor's sort of sadly shaking his head a bit. And uh, Rattrap's there to greet them. And uh, Dinobot, of course... Uh, he says, you should have left me behind. And Ratchet's like, hey, pal, Optimus is le- was left behind just to save your scaly skin, so don't spoil his sacrifice. And then he says, capiche? Yeah, so, capiche. <laughs> he has a little hand thing, too. He doesn't just, yeah. like... <laughs> but uh, from there, uh, we then hear Megatron. Oh, he's, he's in his rat-, rat form, too. He hasn't transformed yeah. like the others. Exactly. So... Uh, Megatron's like, oh, but it is already spoiled. Yes. <laughs> and then um, get a good shot of his heel. Yes, we get a good shot of his heel, and then he winds up shooting Tigatron, Rhinox, I think, and Dinobot, and, Dinobot and Cheetor. Yeah, he he knocks them all out except Rattrap. Yeah, and Rattrap just as he's about to transform. Uh, Megatron grabs him with his T-Rex jaw and starts squeezing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he could have just shot him and, you know, it would be all over with, but he has to uh, relish the moment. Yeah. He, he actually says, like, he's go- he wants to d- do it this way. So it, it's something that he just wants to torture poor Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty brutal looking, actually. He's, like, yeah. crushing him. And- yeah. But the next scene I, I really like that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Rhinox sort of, like, go Super Saiyan in a sense. He's like, not <laughs> a chance. And he, he like almost kips up, which is pretty impressive for, you know, a guy his size to begin with. Yeah. And he just like rushes over. Megatron's like ready to duke it out. And yeah, he Rhinox tosses Rat Traps aside and he's like, oh, I got to take care of this. Yeah. And Rhinox just nails him. Yep. And I'm, I'm but, sorry, Greg, did you just call Rhinox overweight? No, no. He, <laughs> you said very impressive stocky. for a guy his size. Well, oh, he's stocky. He's, he's big bone. Yeah, he's a little bit yeah. chunky. Okay, I got he, you. He's got like you. pretty much the same as me. Like I have no capability whatsoever <laughs> to be able to kip up, and and this big robot's able to. No, him. Like, that's pretty I was damn impressive. Say, to be fair, you're you're not a robot. 
Well, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I like the idea of because I, I do get the sense that Rhinox is of all of the of all the Maximals, Rhinox is probably the one that likes cheeseburgers the most. I. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Obviously, the rhino. I mean, it's like grass. A lot of grass. <laughs> well, his his filters will adjust. But yeah, he just like... I don't know if you... I got a little distracted. I don't know if you went over it over But he just like punches him in the face and throws him onto yeah. the elevator. And, and then yeah, just he picks takes, him up like, and just like... Stomps it. Yeah. He, like curb I, I, stomps Megatron down the elevator shaft. That's like a wrestling move. The move that he does. I think it's called yeah. a power slam. Yeah. yeah, like he grabs him and just throws him over... Over his head and uh, and down on hit on Megatron's head into the elevator. Yeah, he basically yeah, pile drives him into yeah. the elevator. But the thing he doesn't realize is that when he punched Megatron, Megatron's tail like pincher uh, like, got oh. thrown into the console. Yeah, yep. we can see Megatron's bare hand, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And so, as Rhinox, because after he knocks Megatron out of the ship, the alarm starts going off. And it starts to crash, and he looks over at the console and sees the uh, the pincer in the middle of the console. We've got sparks flying out, and... I guess it overloads the engine? I guess so. Because all it, the it big blows. green bar, Yeah, all the big green bars start going to the max, and then the engine explodes as the ship is, like, going up. It's in the clouds, and then it immediately starts to drop back down. Like nose diving. Yeah. And Rashraf's like, do something. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is where the magic happens. Yeah. Well, wait. And, at some point, Rashraf's like, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and then um, they all happen to look at the screen, and they're like, wait, look down in the sky. And is it Dinobot who says, is it a bird? Yeah, I must do it right now. Um, Rad Traps says, "Do something." Yeah, and Dinobot says, "Wait, is it a yeah?" He goes down in the sky. Is it a bird? And then Ronax is like, "Maybe a plane." And then Rad Traps like, "Nah, it's Optimus." And we get a thing. It's funny because we see Optimus coming up from the ground in robot form again. And he basically stops the ship from falling. And we get this... Jets are really blasting. Yeah, and we get all three of them... Their faces get smushed into the into yeah. the uh, Oh, yeah, console. We, we forgot to mention that. They are in free fall. When this ship <laughs> takes a nosedive, they are literally in free fall. They have hit terminal velocity. Yeah, they're all hanging on to each other. It's um, yeah, they're they're floating in there. They they they. Rat can't... trap is like do something, and then Dinobot grabs his hand, and he's grabbing Rhinox's hand, and Rhinox is grabbing the console, and then. Yeah, yeah, they can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> they all get smushed. And Optus manages to, to land the ship. Yeah, while Superman music plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's Superman, very similar Superman to music John that, Williams. Yeah, Superman music that does not uh, warrant any copyright infringement, of course. <laughs> and there's a, there's a part where, like, uh, Tigertron and Cheetor like, look at each other, and Tigertron's mouth is agape, and, like... <laughs> yeah. And again, holy shit, Optimus is strong. Like, I know yeah. he's, like, putting all his, like, his boosters to the max here, but, like, dude's, like, descending yeah. the fall of a giant spaceship. Like, whoa. Which which we said was had to be at terminal velocity if they were floating. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I totally, I totally was must have been drunk during this scene because I totally don't remember it happening. Um, Is he transformed in this scene? Yeah. Okay. He's a robot. Yeah, of his jetpacks. He's like doing Superman things. He's guiding it. So maybe I mean probably there's wings on the ship, and he's just kind of like positioning it to allow it to crash land. Well, he's slowing it down too. Yeah. Yeah. He literally puts it right back where it was. Like yeah, he manages just to guide the it back fact to where that it, it took was. Took off and kind of moved a little bit. And, oh, and that's oh, that is the same spot. Yes. Yep. I yeah. thought when it landed that they went to a different spot. Nope, same nah. spot. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it's because they didn't want to like yeah. redo like the yeah. scenery. <laughs> See, I thought the whole I saw that and I was like, oh, they did it to a different spot because they because they redid the scene for like the next. Like I, th- I specifically thought like uh, for the next batch of episodes they they re they redid the model because they had you know better technology or whatever because I have noticed in the last few episodes the um like it looks like it looks like technology has progressed since the very yeah. first couple episodes so I thought they specifically had a different model for the base but I guess not no exactly no. I need to try watch I I need to go back to watching the episode twice apparently because the first time <laughs> I never pay attention so. And you definitely need to see like the scene where he's like guiding the ship back down because like is his boosters like go from like like the the blast coming out of his jetpacks goes from like where he is on the ship all the way to like the ground practically that's how much these yeah. like boosters are going off and like yeah, he, there has to be like close to I would say thirty or forty feet of a booster just, trail, like flames shooting see out of those rockets. Optimus like rip Megatron's head off after that because like what the fuck? Like he's so <laughs> strong. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, I guess that's why he can only be in robot mode for forty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nerf. Yeah. So yeah, we once the the ships landed, we we cut back inside and we have Optimus asking for a damage report. And well, first, we have Tigertron putting his hand on Optimus' shoulder, and then oh, yeah. Strap comes up and hugs Optimus. And it's really oh, cute. Yes, that's yeah. right. He's like, I missed you. And Optimus pats his head, yeah. and then he asks for a damage report. Yeah, and Rhinox is like, in a word, busted. Was that what he said in the first episode, too? Uh, I'm no, not I think sure. he said, You don't want to know. Yeah, uh, that's what he said. And then Optimus is like, that's what I thought. Yeah, yep. I can't remember that now. Yeah, is like, she won't fly again. And uh, then Optimus turns his attention attentions to, he's like, well, what about Rattrap and Dinobot? Are they okay? <laughs> we cut to Dinobots in the CR chamber. It's not activated. And Rattrap's sort of scolding him. He's like, man, you know, it's your fault that I ain't kicking back on Cybertron right now, you overgrown, stinky iguana. And we get possibly one of the best comebacks of the whole show. And that Dinobot says, I have done the planet a favor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We get uh, Rattrap. He's like, hey, you want me to show you how just how Velociraptors got extinct? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they did. Yeah, they got got murdered by oversized rats. That's that's how it (laughs) happened, right? I, I, I think just I like saw that. That's what that's what Alan Grant said in uh, in in uh, Jurassic Park. I guess how Dinobots like just kind of like sitting in this restoration chamber hasn't activated yet because I think the only reason he has like ripped like Ratchet's face off is because his spine still broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we get a, a cute little moment where um, Ops is like, 
Hmm. Uh, well, they're taking it well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we get Cheetor saying, wouldn't want them any other way. And then it cuts yeah. back to the to the two of them and Dinobot's like, go scurry through a maze mouse. <laughs> it's a pretty light moment for like, yeah. yeah, how they essentially did not win yeah. per se. So again. this is like the second episode in a row where they have not won. Yeah. So... Yeah. Let me let me. I mean, just, neither, neither did the Predacons, but yeah. Be, let me just be a little, a little, a little uh, nitpicky here. I know that I've been. I mean, this was a really solid episode, but I mean, this was a bad plan for the for the Predacons. Yeah, yeah, it like kind of was. Let's let, so so. I guess I guess the idea that that they were the plan was for them to get the drop on on the Maximals somehow and assumedly sneak into the ship while it was getting ready to launch. Mm-hmm. Or, but it's or like take the ship from them after it was repaired somehow. It, yeah. yeah, but it's like if they had if 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 everything hadn't happened exactly the way that it had, then the Maximals would have left, and the Predacons would be stuck with no functioning parts of a ship, and they're clearly not the most engineering. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Tarantulas <laughs> could eventually over the next uh, you know ten thousand years develop enough. Uh, technology to get him out of there, but like they would be very, they would be more stranded if if they, mm-hmm. if, yeah. if, if, if if this fails. And it's like, yeah, if if they had, I mean, honestly, all they needed to do was like, like just 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 let them leave. Yeah, I mean, because the Maximals would have left, right? Assumedly. Yeah. If 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 Dinobot had gotten to them and been like, the Predacons are still alive, would they have really just been like up? Nope, we're uh, we're just not gonna leave now. We're gonna we're gonna leave the we're gonna land the ship and. Do you think the Predacons should have just left them leave the planet? I well, no. I'm saying that the Predacons' their plan was bad because, like, if 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 what happened was not they chased Dinobot and and we're and, and, and 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 delay Dinobot to the point that the Maximals try to save him exactly the way it is, you know, then the, then the Maximals get to leave. So they mm-hmm. lo- lose, you know, you know what I mean? Like if everything, or if, or if Dinobot had decided he was going to come with them, like he was going to last episode, or <laughs> if, if, um, I mean, like, I, I mean, like, yeah, they fucked up and chasing Dinobot. They could have just let him like go and like, do his yeah. thing, but I think if, if if that Dinobot had not discovered them and they had been able to like do the plan about anything fucking up, I don't think it was that bad of an idea to be like, okay, we're not gonna maybe we can't beat the Maximals and get their power mm-hmm. and get and get their stuff to fix our ship. Let's let them fix their ship and then take it. I don't think that's a terrible plan. Right, right. I think it, that in that in and of itself is not necessarily a terrible plan. Um, you know, letting them letting them get fix the ship and then try to plan. It's just the execution so, is just like terrible. Like they could have had a bigger cave where they weren't all sitting on each other's head, and how, or how if they, they were, or the they could have had a little bit more discipline while they were in that cave. Yeah, like like I said, maybe that was the closest they could get. Yeah, like, okay. without, I just, like, I just, uh, it's just like see, everything when I, had to when, go exactly according to plan, and, or else they would have, or else the Maximals would have just left them. See, when mm-hmm. I first saw this, I thought they had sabotaged the warp core. Like, it was going to blow up their ship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I thought they were going to do. It was like, oh, we'll, they'll think we're dead and they'll salvage for parts. 
but instead they'll use something that will basically cause them to explode. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought that it was going to do when I first saw this. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe they sabotage the engine so that once they put it in and try and take off, then the ship will explode or something. And then they'll salvage that. Yeah. Now that now that that nitpick being said, like the the character mo- the character uh, development of of uh, Dinobot in the early part of this episode was just like so good. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean. And I mean, with with the exception of with the exception of those couple of little issues, but I mean, the, that's the the whole thing of the um, you know, if we end up having the 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 uh, the theme song at the beginning, the point the whole point of the show is that the Maximals have no end game and Megatron's not smart. I mean, that's that's kind of my my takeaway from from this is is I mean, that's that's the. And I mean, it's really it's the weakness of the show. It's to the it's to the weakness of the show is that is that I they they have that little little bit of issue. But also, I mean, that's I mean, you can't have in a kids' TV show you can't have a villain that you're legitimately scared of or you're legitimately is is legitimately like a gonna win this gonna win threat. Like they have to be their own worst enemy. And then yeah. and you can't and you and yeah and I mean you can't have the goal of, of your protagonist be, to be to murder all of the bad guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you're Power Rangers, but, you know, that's... <laughs> but even that, even that, I don't think, I don't think that they would, I don't think that they would murder Rita Repulsa. They might murder no. Gorgar. They probably put her back in the, in the, the space in dumpster the space if dumpster, they've been yeah. able to. Well, when Zed did their job for them. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, at this point, she <laughs> is back in this. If you're, if if you're listening to TWA, if, she's if back yeah, in Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're listening, yeah. Yeah, if you're watching it in real time with the teenage, <laughs> one episode a week of Teenagers with Attitude, that's, that's where that's where that's where she is currently in that continuity, in that run of continuity. Not in like the actual continuity where that series is all done, and like there isn't any more to that. <laughs> well, yeah, um, but. uh yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a very good episode. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, very charactery. So we've got a few questions this week. Yeah, we, we we've got one or two from from last week, and, and then I think we got, got a, a new, new one. one. Yeah. You want to do the new one first, and then pick out from the uh, from the other ones from before. Yeah, before? sure. Let's do okay. that. Okay. All right. So Alex Morris again from the Facebook. Page asked us if you could rebrand Beast Wars, what genre would you pick for the show? High school and- dating. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Degrassi? Um, Beast Wars Degrassi edition. So I, I do want to also point out that another uh, friend on the Facebook page, David uh, Mumaz, also chimed in rather quickly before I could really think about this. How about a buddy cop show? Where yes. Cheetor is the, the rookie, uh, assigned to cynical veteran rat trap. Dinobot is an undercover vice cop on the edge. Rhinox is the desk sergeant, and Optimus Primal is the chief. <laughs> that's like, really good. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's really good. Uh, as for me, I, I just for just for fun, I'd like to see uh, like a mystery team kind of thing, you know. Where like they're just a group of teenagers driving around solving said, mysteries. Like, like for me, it's like you, you said Degrassi, but I was thinking more like anime. Like, oh, okay. Like um, 
Cheetor like hi, like out of corner looking over at Megatron from afar, wanting a Senpai will notice him. Oh, God. <laughs> high school alt universe. So uh. so my what I would do is I would Cheetor. make it a I would make it a like a like a HBO or an AMC drama or a sci-fi channel drama maybe um or even like take some hints from like heroes uh but the premise of the show it would be an hour long show it would be a, and yeah it would be a drama you'd have instead of 5 on on 5 it'd be more like 15 on 15 there'd be heroes on both sides so it'd be a much more gray area like probably the the maximals would still be treated as the protagonists but mm-hmm. there would definitely be Predacons who were soldiers who were who you were rooting for. Um, yeah. And it would just sort of go a little bit more in-depth. Almost uh, Battlestar Galactica-ish, maybe, uh-huh. except for... Well, I guess the, there were some Cylons that were protagonist-y. I don't yeah. remember. But, like, that, you know, something like, something a little more along that that was, like, more of a... Like, a, sci- a sci-fi drama, I guess, is what I'm is what I'm going for now that I'm babbling about it. But... I mean, it kind of already is, but meant for kids. So I guess what you're saying is take the show and make it more for adults, even more so than they already yeah, kind of and, and tried the, to do. Yeah, and take the aspects of the show that I really like, the entrenched war aspect and the fact that you really do have some character development in the villains. Although there's not as much as I remembered from now now that we're actually rewatching it, and maybe it does a little <laughs> bit more later in the series. But, I mean, compared to something like... Something like Power Rangers. I mean, there is, there's no development in Goldar's character throughout Power Rangers. I mean, that's a bit. Eventually, he becomes Bulk and Skull's servant. But, yeah, that's a development. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, relative to you know, no, and yeah, I mean, Rita Mary's not, Mary it's not deep. Stuff, it's a very like, shallow development. <laughs> granted, granted, that's true of the protagonists in Power Rangers as well, but. But I do think I do think that Beast Wars does does treat the characters with a little more depth than a lot of other sh- other comparable shows. So yeah, I would yeah I mean yeah I would I would take what it does and yeah maybe maybe mature it a little bit maybe make it a little more gritty do it do like a dark gritty reboot basically. Hmm. That'd be an interesting but, take. But yeah yeah I mean yeah like I said sci fi. I would like it as long as, long as it isn't too dark and gritty oh, yeah. like like you said Battlestar yeah, no, Galactica like... level would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, I wouldn't want to be darker than Battlestar Galactica. Definitely not. No. Um, like I said, like I, I think of Battlestar Galactica or Heroes or something, just like something where you have like more characters and more intertwining storylines. <laughs> um, more characters would definitely give a chance for those other like uh, Toys Beast that... Wars guys to show yeah. up because they haven't really, yeah. they didn't really go too deep into that. So yeah, and also that, you know it would be question. an hour long and it'd be on Friday nights on Sci-Fi. Would that be a good slot though? Because look at what happened with the X with Firefly when it was on Friday nights. Well, I mean, also, show would get also more it would be on Firefly despite brand. It would be on. <laughs> it would be on Sci-Fi in um, 2004. It would be on. Um, it would be on. They would have can- instead. They would have canceled Stargate SG One, and it would be in that slot. So you'd watch Stargate oh. Atlantis and then uh, Doctor Who and then Trans and then Beast Wars and then Battlestar Galactica. Sounds good. Mm. That was my Friday night in high school. In case uh, anyone was wondering. <laughs> okay, right. 
So except for it was a Star Trek rerun instead of a uh, instead of Star Trek instead of Beast Wars because <laughs> I was SG one that's for sure. I didn't watch so, Doctor Who in high school either. <laughs> uh, you get the you get the point of the anecdote. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> oh wait, Greg, you didn't say what you would reboot it as, did you? Um, I was almost think well because I mentioned on that comment I was thinking like p- police procedural. Oh, like, almost like right. a Law and Order type. Yeah, I could see that. It starts with Tigatron and his girlfriend are like out for a run, and then they stumble <laughs> on a dead robot. Yeah. Oh, Dinobot would be the persecuted one. We'd finally get the trial of Dinobot. <laughs> Dinobot would be the would be the red herring of the show. <laughs> yeah, he'd be the uh, red herring. But you don't care one. anyways, you just see me as a Predacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh we also still have a, qu- a few questions from Zach's friends that he was able to get for us. Yep. Um Do you want me to kind of censor the one he has about Dinobot so that it's not too spoilery? Yeah, that might be a good idea. Okay, so uh, his friend named Jordan. Oh, that's weird, but uh, for me because I, I, I'm still surprised when I hear other people have have Jordan as a name. Sometimes Jordan isn't just, that rare of a name. I didn't think so, but it still catches me by surprise. Mm. Anyways, uh, they ask, would you guys uh, compare Dinobot to Wolverine from the X Men? Uh, was he really that badass on the strength of his own skills? Or was it more of a Mary Sue thing? And then they mentioned that they recall some really good, like, you know, battle scenes with them. And but they're trying to, but they're not sure if that was, you know, something that actually happened in the season or it was, you know, nostalgia tinted. Um, and I, I think, I think that he's Wolverine's a pretty apt comparison, and yeah, um, so. he, he, and I think he's pretty badass. I mean, everybody has their moments in the show where they get a badass moment and then and then the next moment they get like totally like wrecked by something but i think on average dinobot seems like he's pretty tough i mean yeah, yeah so and far be- like i said because of spoiler things that we don't want to really get into he mentions a, a specific scene that he's kind of remembering kind of well like i mean watch season two yeah like um he mentions he mentions his beast form, and that's I think the only thing he got wrong from his memory. Yeah, unless he's thinking of something else specifically. I don't he recall be, it. He might be referencing yeah. Call of the Wild. Maybe a little bit beast Maybe. form being tough. Yeah. Well, I will say first of all, I don't accept that Wolverine is a Mary Sue <laughs> character. I think that Wolverine is a really cool, really well written character when he's written well. Um, oh, I agree. That, I mean, that as a, too, as a comic yeah. book character, I'm sure there are times that he's been written where he was uh, where he was uh, overpowered, and maybe they're talking about him specifically in the '90s cartoon. '90s cartoon, he was written well because '90s cartoon was based off all the '80s Chris Claremont yeah. stuff, which was generally pretty good okay. from what I yeah. heard. Um, yeah, Chris Claremont's like, hard he, he to was, read. But he it, was definitely yeah. overused in the '90s, and I mean, like. I'm sure yeah. there was shitty stories about him in the '90s where he was kind of like, "I'm the badass," and right. you know whatever. And it's not taken with any kind of like grain of salt. Like when, when, usually, when they have Wolverine stories today, 
he is still this badass rugged guy but it 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 offers like he's not perfect there's weakness in there yeah. and like he's got a pretty developed character was were they well, trying I mean, to say that Wolverine well, was a Mary Sue in the question? I didn't think that was it that, way. that was what I, I took it, yeah. that was how that was how I they took the question. Saying. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there definitely have been. I mean, there was it, it, the Wolverine Civil War story where Wolverine became a skeleton, and then two panels later was all better. I mean, there definitely have been times when he's been written as a little bit too powerful. Um, yeah, totally. But uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite, like, just offhand like moments uh, of of Wolverine was in a, a what if where it, it was doing a different take on house of, you know, the house of M, the whole mm-hmm. the ending of that, where instead of saying no more mutants, uh, Scarlet, which said no more superheroes. And so there, everyone lost their superpowers, like everything. And there was just this, this great scene where like, it was just suddenly cuts to, uh, cause they were in, I think San Francisco or Los Angeles at the time to Wolverine in, you know, in California. And he just immediately falls over with a loud clang. And he's like, what the? <laughs> because it, he lost his super strength. But his skeleton was <laughs> still, still infused with it. So he couldn't move. He couldn't pick himself up yeah. because he, he no longer had the strength to do it. That bothered me in the recent... There's a, there was a recent-ish thing where like he lost his healing factor. And I'm like, how is he used having an adamantium skeleton and not dying? Well, he's, he was yeah. dying. That was the point of that story. But, I mean, it should have been, I don't know, like, a lot faster, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> now, he should not have been able to walk at all. Like, now, <laughs> well, he ha- he still had his he still had his mutant powers. It was just specifically the healing factor. Um, and I'm not, now, I'm not saying that the... I'm not saying that the 12-issue series before Death of Wolverine was good, because it was bad. Because I was is like, he still I dead in read- the comics right now? Yep. Well, they've got old man Logan there. Yeah, he's well, that, that Wolverine, as you know him, is currently still dead. But yes, Old Man Logan has a series, and it's so good. That's good. Um, that Logan but, movie looks really good, too. I don't know if we mentioned that in this cast before, but fuck, that looks good. I can't wait. That looks really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, well, that was such a good trailer. If you think that looks good, you should uh, read the original Old Man Logan story by... Uh, yeah, I know. Mark Miller. I should. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. It's a, it's a, a, a totally self-contained twelve issues, and then if you're like, I, I, I want read more that of that issues instead of the Death of Wolverine issues. <laughs> the Death of Wolverine, the the actual the actual four issue Death of Wolverine story, I thought was pretty good. I mean, the art was really good, and Charles Soule did a really good job. I mean, because yeah, that was if oh, you just read Death nice. of Wolverine, like that is literally him. Like his body is rejecting the the um the adamantium he's getting po- you know he's getting poison from it and and he's every time he pops his claws like he has to totally re like bandage him bandages his hands up and i mean yeah that's you know that's the point i mean uh, yeah it, it probably did take too long cuz there was yeah there was the killable story arc that i didn't read and then there was the really bad 12 issue wolverine series i want to say paul cornell uh that that led that led to death of Wolverine, except for it had nothing to do with it. Like I thought, Oh, I have to read this to get ready for death of Wolverine. And then it had nothing to do with death of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the him losing his healing factor wasn't just in death of Wolverine. Like I first learned about it when I was reading Miss Marvel and he showed up in there and he didn't have his healing factor anymore. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was a, like, yeah, like I said, oh, it was okay. a, it was a 12, it was a year. It was for a year. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it was, but it was a twelve. I mean it was a twelve issue series, so that I mean a year in comic book time isn't very long. 
Yeah. No. And it was a bad series. I want to acknowledge that it was a bad series. But, I mean, they did. That was a thing, like, when he didn't. Yeah, they probably didn't acknowledge it as much in the Ms. Marvel issue because the issue is about Ms. Marvel. Um, and you can't. A lot of times when there's something going on with a particular character that they want to acknowledge exists in continuity, and then they re- they stick them in a they stick them in another book. It doesn't work quite as well. Like like when uh, when Doc Ock was uh, Spider Man in was Superior Spider Man, he would show up in books, but they wouldn't really write him as Doc Ock. They would basically just write him as Spider Man. So, yeah. yeah, just like an awkward Spider Man sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, uh, I do think that Dinobot's awesome. I think that the, I really, the more we get into it, and he freaking quotes Shakespeare, and it, I mean, I think the the Worf, he's closer to Worf than Wolverine. Yeah, but I, and I did mention this like a while back, but funnily enough, the man who voices Dinobot also voiced Wolverine in uh, X Men Evolution. So there you go. No, I little tidbit. Anyway, next question. So the next two from Zach's friends, I don't think Kendall will be able to chime into because they go into G- G1 stuff, but who knows? So Corey asks, Galvatron or Megatron? Which is your favorite, and are you bummed Galvatron is never reprised in new properties, or is that the right call? Uh, Galvatron was in the latest Transformers movie instead of Megatron. Or at least that's what they named him as, if I remember correctly. Like, Galvatron is just Megatron upgraded. So I yes. mean, like I don't know from the from, from the old G ones, yeah. Yeah. And I think they've he's in the comics that IDW's been doing. Like not oh, I can't. Yes, I can't. he's on. He's but it's not he's the same. Crazier, yeah. He's he's very psychotic. He's he he's not the same character as Megatron. He's actually more psychotic, if I remember correctly. So is Megatron running around at the same time as Galvatron is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like they're I mean, like, separate beings. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, in the case of the main two separate characters, I like Megatron more. He's like the character we all know and love. I mean, like maybe I'd change my mind if I read more stories, but it sounds like I'd like Megatron more as a as an upgrade for Galvatron. Megatron, I don't really care which one he is. He's still the same guy, so he's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I think it's better in, in, in individual stories to have him be Megatron for a while and then become Galvatron. But I don't prefer one over the other in terms of that. But in huh. terms of like them being two separate entities, I probably prefer Megatron. Same here. Yeah, yeah, because Galvatron, I found the main premise of him was he's nuts. Like it's Megatron. Not interesting to me. It sounds like he's a carnage, and it's like whatever carnage. Yeah, I right. Cool. I don't like carnage. <laughs> I don't like Carnage, so uh, Megatron. Also, Megatron's in Beast Wars, and Beast Wars is the version of Transformers that I like. So, the correct <laughs> there, answer there is therefore is Megatron. They're apparently in the Beast Wars two, the Japanese only thing. There's a Galvatron there. Oh, that's right. And yeah, there is. Um, I'm trying to see what he what he was like. Let's see, and. I don't know. He sounds more mega maniacal and 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 fighty than this Megatron. So I'm not too sure. Yeah. It almost sounds like a similar comparison to what we were making with yeah, Megatron versus with Galvatron it. originally. Like, but yeah, like as an upgrade to Megatron, like I never like they still they kind of just feel like the same person. Just one has like an 
has like a you know a new paint job kind of thing. Yeah. So like when you take it like from the from the old G one from the movie and stuff like that, it wasn't really ever a big difference. So it's not like I could really pick from them. Yeah. Actually, no. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jordan. I was going to say, but if I had to pick like from the basically Megatron slash Galvatron from G one versus this Megatron, I ca- mm-hmm. I kind of like this Megatron better. Yeah. Well, I remember actually. It's funny that we have this question because I remember reading uh, over the weekend uh, about the comics and essentially Galvatron in the comics, if if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Galvatron was a ancient Cybertronian who came back and was essentially trying to pit everybody against everybody for some reason that hasn't been alluded to in the comics yet. And Megatron in the comics, at least like these most recent ones, isn't he actually is sort of like on the Autobot side now? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about so, that. And there, there's a lot more depth to him as a character, yeah. and I find that really compelling for Megatron uh, as opposed to this Galvatron character, which is just you know psycho from the past. Okay. So, so right, so now Megatron is um, intentionally uh, having the Autobots win rather than unintentionally doing things that will make the, uh, the Maximals win. Pretty much. Okay. I'm, uh, I looked up, um, Beastars 2 because we talked about it before and I was, I've never actually seen any images of it. And I guess Optimus, Primal, and Leo Convoy were both in this series as two separate characters? Uh, they were in a movie together. Okay. So I'm looking yeah. at images. Leo, Leo Convoy looks really cool. I really yeah. like his design. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to watch this show now. <laughs> um, and yeah, Megatron looks like he's his dragon form. Yes, I know a few That's found out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's that question. And then the other G1 question that they had was um, uh, who would. Wi- uh, or no, no, Russell asked this one, not, not Corey. Sorry. I did say it was Corey in the last one, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Who would win in a battle, Starscream and the Seekers or Cyclonus and the Sweeps? Okay. So, Kendall, I'm just going to explain. I was just about to say. Yeah. I'm going to give quick. you a quick rundown. Um, I kind of need you know to refresh myself. Yeah. Starscream yeah. you know who plane. Starscream is. Yeah, I yeah. know that Starscream is a plane. That's yes. the extent the of my Seeker, knowledge. The Seekers were the other planes in G1. So you yeah, had Starscream the plane and they had Thundercracker and, and Skywarp. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was like one of the advantages the Decepticons, like they played it up sometimes that they had, was the fact that for the longest time the Autobots didn't have any flyers. Like the yeah. the planes were like like Decepticons had had gotten all the flying r- Cybertronians on I their wonder, side. I wonder if that's yeah. why it's a uh, plotline in other series too. Like TF Animated has a thing where like Autobots can't fly. Yeah, yeah. well, that's I mean go. the Maximals are. Bad at flying, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like I mean, don't, I don't know. Optimus seems pretty good. I mean, I mean, they're they're they do have a uh, tactical or strategic disadvantage in that they only have one one flyer, and he can only fly when he's in robot mode. Sure. Yeah. So, so that that's an interesting parallel, at yeah. least for right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. With getting back to the question, so you have Starscream and his counterparts. Optimus gets to be able to fly when he's not in robot mode. I don't remember that happening. 
Well, I was talking about Air Racer. I, I know. Yeah. I was. I. I, uh. <laughs> I think he actually can, though. But eventually, I don't know. Let's yeah. let's continue. Yeah, yeah. Cheetor can uh, as a transmetal. Yeah. They um and then Cyclonus and the sweeps like after the the G one movie, uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp. Yeah, I'm I trying think, to remember who else I it th- was. I think it was only like one of the the planes that got upgraded to okay. to the sweeps, it, and it was and it was just that some of the other. Ones I think they some of the Insecticons were yeah like, or something like that. Yeah. So was, a bunch of them got converted by Unicron into these sweeps, so they're like these sort of spaceship hybrid type things. And then Cyclonus was sort of like a counterpart to Starscream. He was sort of like conniving, um, not quite to the degree that Starscream was necessarily, uh, but he was sort of like a second command, second in command that could command be kind of and, conniving. And yeah. And led the other ones while Starscream yeah. kind of abstentiously <laughs> read, read the, uh, seekers. Yeah. So I'm going to say that, um, I I I my eyes glazed over during some of that explanation, but <laughs> that's um, okay. I'm gonna say that uh, Starscream and his people would win because every time yeah. you said sweeps, I was thinking about that that guy from the '80s movies that would do sound effects. He'd be like the bleeps, bleep bleep bleep, <laughs> the creeps, <laughs> er, 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 and the sweeps. <laughs> I mean, like. Who I like more is Starscream. I, I think it's like Clonus would probably win because he they're, they're like yeah they're like literally st- upgrades. So I mean, and like, also Starscream, I love him, but he's not super competent. Like he's not the best. I think Cyclonus would have a bit of an advantage over Starscream from a battle sense, but I think that the other Seekers would beat the other Sweeps. Yeah, because. That's what Maybe, I was going to yeah. say. Like on a on a one on one, Cyclonus versus Starscream. I think Cyclonus Cyclonus would kind of inch ahead. Yeah. But if it was all of them, like against like them and the Seekers, like the Seekers didn't really, or the Sweeps didn't really have a personality. No. They were just they were like, like the Insecticons. Like there was a bunch of them. Like maybe that had like three different specific things, but they were kind of like you know very generic and just like. You know, like, oh, these are our minions that we can send after other people. And they were really stupid. Yeah, and and uh, Skywarp and, um, and Thundercracker, Thundercracker, like, they might have had their faults, but they were still kind of, you know, fully capable of, of independent yeah. thought and stuff. So I think despite how, you know, inept they might have been at other times, they would have outdone these guys. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there you go. There's the questions answered this week. I don't think we had any more this week, did we? Oh, wait. Well, I do have one more from a friend that might be fun for, for us to talk about. Sure. And it also ties back into uh, Star Trek. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine named Jen asked, in the spirit of the eternal Kirk versus Picard debate, Optimus Prime or Optimus Primal? It's like, do you have a preference and why? Monkey Ooh, nut that's really tough. It's <laughs> <laughs> really tough. I really like Optimus Prime. Yeah, I really like Optimus Primal. I don't know if I can choose. That's like that's like Sophie's choice right there, man. Mm. So, uh, so I don't know anything about Optimus Prime except for the Michael Bay movies and you know the stuff. But would you guys say that uh, Optimus Primal is Kirk? And Optimus Prime is Picard. Um, I, I said Prime almost... or Picard. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say that primal is more diplomatic than prime. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, he's he, he's he's I mean like again getting into the later stuff, but he he's like he's he almost goes full pacifism at the end of a series. Mm. Like yeah. he's yeah. I he's think very the yeah. only way that um primal is like Kirk is the fact that he's in a more rugged like war warish like environment. Like mm-hmm. like Kirk Kirk like one of the things I've always heard and like I've kind of noticed is that this they're still like new and and like the federation is still kind of technically I guess burgeoning compared to when in next generation in that and so like a lot of the th- stuff they're mean is like they're making new or their first contact or or they're basically just saying down the rules while Picard is in a area where it's like a galactic peace has been going on for a long time and yeah okay so so I hmm. would so I the reason I took it put it that way um I feel like because pri- primal's young yeah I mean sort of building off of what you said primal's primal's young primal's uh kind of learning as he goes whereas uh prime is more of an elder statesman um yeah. and uh and and that's that's more the role that that Picard takes in in next generation um but I mean I would say I mean I like. You know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, apes are cooler than trucks. So <laughs> you say um, so. But what it's, if we had an ape riding a truck? <laughs> now I'm just imagining uh, Winston from not Overwatch as cool just as, not as just cool being as a ape riding a rhino. So sixty six. <laughs> still, still, Primal wins there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. I mean, Rhinox beats Optimus Prime in my in my book. <laughs> Ooh. Um, in my mind, it's always like I I personally always had trouble deciding between Kirk and Picard. I mean, I knew more of Picard from just from what I grew up with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this case, it's kind of the same with Primal. Like, I mean, yeah, I had the episodes that I would piecemeal watch, but they weren't. I didn't watch them all as a series, like I did with uh, Beast Wars Prime or Beast Wars, like. I literally, like, you know, grew up watching only, uh, like, maybe an episode here, an episode here, but with Beast Wars, I watched the whole progression of the series, so I watched the character develop and stuff like that, and I had, like, a more cohesive understanding of them than I did uh, mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just, like, I'm coming at them at two different times at from two different viewpoints, so it's really hard to say... Oh well, I like this one over this one because I was like two different people at, at those points in my life. Also, yeah. Optimus mm. Prime was really annoying in the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. Like, I don't think that's a very good gauge. Really. As funny as that <laughs> scene is, as funny as that scene is where they all turn into trucks in Shia LaBeouf's backyard. I mean, you know, I feel like I feel like uh, Optimus Primal would be a lot smarter. Well. A monkey in the backyard would be a little bit more credible than a, than a bunch of trucks. But also, also if he was like hide, then Optimus Primal would turn into a, a monkey form and then like hide in the shadows. He wouldn't just yeah. sit there in the middle of yeah. the yard and like or and then and then turn into a robot and poke the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, just saying I, since I'm, that is since that is the I mean 
I think that is the definitive Optimus Prime, right? I mean, that's everyone's, that's everyone, the Michael Bay Transformers movies, that's everyone's favorite version of the Transformers, right? Fuck no. I'd say they're, they're, they're pretty much so universally, hard, so they're, pretty, hard. they're pretty much <laughs> universally regarded. I mean, that's why they've made so many of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it, it's called, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> Actually, the it's first somehow they though, managed the first, to convince a bunch of people to see the them. first one was pretty good, especially like when you compare it with other. We kind of all agreed that the first stuff. one wasn't too bad. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> especially if you think about when it came out and everything, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second one was so bad, though. Uh, <laughs> and a third, yeah. and a fourth. <laughs> I still yeah. need to watch those so that I can be um, an expert on Transformers. You know, in the third, <laughs> Sam Witwicky, like, kills Starscream. Like, Sam does. Not like another, like, Transformer. Sam does it. Yeah. Well, he kills Megatron in the first one, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's more like a Deus Ex Machina. This is like he legitimately, like, beats him in combat. Really well, you guys stupid. said Starscream <laughs> isn't very competent. Yeah, but he's See, a in giant- the movies he was. I could almost see, like, the, the generic military guy they had beating Starscream, but yeah. Sam, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. That's true. Oh. It isn't his war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hopefully that answers your friend's question. <laughs> Probably not definitively, but it's an <laughs> We rambled what on. What was the question us. again? Who <laughs> was better, Optimus Prime or Primal? Oh, and Primal. I, I can't Primal's choose. the answer. Yep. <laughs> Okay, one so of us chose. Let's go back. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, anybody got anything they want to plug this week? Well, I have my uh, usual uh, dangerchair.tumblr.com is my art blog, and I am johndar726 on Twitch, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. I I failed in October. It's not going to happen. But I'm oh. honestly, I'm a li- I'm a little relieved because there's been a few pictures that I've wanted to do that I haven't done because I'm like, no, I have to work on Inktober stuff. I'm going to be drawing. And well, yeah, now, I got started, kind of now you're starting Inkvember, right? Sorry? Inkvember? <laughs> Inknovember, sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the only... I'll be doing Movember, but not, not anything with art. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm going to start working on other things uh, besides that. And, just, and hopefully next year, when I'll, like, I'll know about it when it happens, rather than kind of like like, what's this? Like, a uh, week into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I I have a... Or, oh, oh, yeah, go. Jor- Jordan, go ahead. We'll do it alphabetically. Uh, let's see. I was going to say that the bonus episode that when we yeah, recorded this just popped up today by Luke, first of all, was, was absolutely hilarious that like being there as, as the, you know, the conversation turned and they're like, oh, I'm going to just spend a like half hour and talk about this now and put it up (laughs) like i haven't even listened to it yet but i'm still excited i'm excited too because it's just it's one of those things where it's like you know just luke yeah yeah that's really funny (laughs) i remember the time where we just had like luke fixing his router or something yeah yeah that was was amazing was it joel who said he he would he would if it wasn't for the fact that he had to get ready for a flight or was it yeah, he had to. He had, yeah. he had some stuff going on that he wasn't yeah. able to partake in it. 
but yeah. But he, so yeah, Luke took it upon himself to record a both. Luke, Luke fixing his router uh, podcast. It, that's one of the original things that made me want to get into uh, teenagers with attitude fan fiction. So, <laughs> and and then I was also going to again plug our own bonus episode that uh, came out recently. Yeah. Yes, that just came out today. So yes, happy yes. Halloween, everybody. Even though Halloween is technically over where I am now. Yeah, today so. being yeah. Monday. So like. <laughs> On Halloween Day, you had a bonus episode, and if you forgot, if you missed it, check it out. Yes, <laughs> or wait till next year and listen to it next year. It'll still be there. I will try and That's try true. and do bonus episodes every Halloween now. I mean, no, I mean, it's just my that one favorite holiday. So I'd like to. <laughs> you know, I was I was actually thinking about it. Transformers Animated has like a Christmas episode too. <laughs> you never know. So we'll see. Maybe. Oh. I kind of want to be on along the Watchtower's Christmas episode because there's some great ones. There are the some. DC oh yeah. EU. Like I mean, not j- like Batman the animated series was the ones I definitely remember, but I've seen the Superman and stuff like that, and that gift set of where like they they're like, well, you know, when Clark was a boy, we had to wrap the uh, wrap the presents oh, yeah, and let, wrap let them in foil to keep them there. He's like, you mean Santa had to wrap them in there? That's so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i have a kind of a big thing that i want to plug um, assuming everything comes together as it should uh on november 9th at uh my Bandcamp page which is i don't know how they format Bandcamp web pages but there it's kendall hallman uh either kendallhallman.bandcamp.com or bandcamp.com slash kendall hallman or Maybe I'll Google it right now and figure it out. But I am <laughs> releasing my album, Daltry Lane. It's going nice. to be uh, uh, free. I think that Bandcamp lets you give me money if you want to, but uh, that's not really the point. I have been working on this album for the basically all year, so it's a kind of a thing. I play like some instruments and sing some songs, and it's not related to Beast Wars at all. So you you know <laughs> probably don't want to listen to it, but. Uh, I will definitely yeah. give a listen to it. It's a thing. Let's see. That's Kendall, awesome. not Kendall Jenner, <laughs> Kendall Hallman, <laughs> Bandcamp. What you can do, Kendall, is uh, if you want to send me the address, and I'll make sure that I have it in the write-up for this episode. Okay, so, so it, is Ken- it is KendallHallman.Bandcamp.com. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right on. Well, we should look forward to that, then. All right. So... It has been another week. Till next time, folks. I've been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Let's roll. Transformers! (laughs) (laughs) I forget what anybody said in this episode. Yeah, he won't be there. (laughs) To be or not to be tarantulas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, well, I need to get some food in me. You think tarantulas, oh, and tarantulas and black arachnia made the beast with two backs? <laughs> Shakespeare. That's Othello. Isn't that Othello? That is Othello, yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, Shakespeare. <laughs> All right. Well, see you guys later. Have a good one. You too. I got to call it a night, too. All right. See you guys later. Bye.